Welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode 38, the 38 special. Boom. I'm Dave Z, a.k.a. Mr. Take the Easy Way Out. I'm here with uh, Triple C. I'm going to call you Triple C tonight. I'm going to call you Christian Crappuccino Croninterd. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I love it. (laughs) Oh, good. All right. You're on board. Okay. This is the team. And Brandon, uh, Triple B. I'm going to call you basic, breathless, Brandon. <laughs> You're basic. You're basic. <laughs> I love it. Boom, I know. Brandon started his own fucking thing organically. Wow. Yeah. It sounds so good, though. Like, when he was saying it, I really thought that it was, like, from a movie I never saw before. That's how good that expression is. I honestly did think it was from, like, I thought he was quoting something. I- I Other think than it's a real expression. I think it's a real expression. Well, true. I mean, the English language has been around for a little bit. Yeah. It's been said, but it's not from a movie or a song or, or a show or anything. You started saying it that way. It's your Christian, thing. You, you, want, you want to get a little bit more into the show? I noticed you have a little bit more high energy for TGIF 13. Oh. You, want to get a, you want to get a little bit more pumped up? <laughs> By the way, great episode. Amen. Uh, Maybe thanks, the Chris. best yet. I don't know why either. Maybe it was the time off or something. I don't know. But wow, you guys were fucking great. We got a lot of great feedback. And not just because we came down on you, Brandon. (laughs) No, I actually actually finally realized what the difference between you and Vince is. You know what that difference is? Vince sucks on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Brandon, I was waiting to hear your retort because, you know, because everything that Vince said. Whatever, he thinks you're in the closet. And if you are, great. And if you're not, oh well. But fuck, man, I tell you. I I don't think there was a closet anywhere near him. I think he was out and about. (laughs) He was Serpico. (laughs) No, he was cruising. (laughs) I fucked up my Pacino movies. (laughs) He was Serpico. Serpico? He was was walking around smelling women. He was Scarface. (laughs) He's a blind guy smelling women. <laughs> and did I say Vince when I meant Brandon? Did I did I fuck up my own thing? Because I was saying that Vince said that Brandon was in the closet. Did I say that the right way? I think did you I, did. did I, I got it. A lot, okay. of pe- a lot of people think that. I wish you were. I, I, I think it's a blessing. Uh, I'm I, not. Oh, I know you're not. I've seen pictures. Hey. I mean with women. I mean with you and women. I, I don't mean. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And we don't care. Like what you know? You seen pictures of no, my uh, penis? No, no, no. That that we haven't seen. I can't wait no. till it becomes a dick. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you did graduate to that last week. No, that was your personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a walk a walk a night, right? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, it's gonna be a great night because it's so relaxed. Because there's no feature review tonight. We're 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 gonna do a couple lists. We're gonna do. Uh, some cool things. We're going to do a lot of round-robin reviews. We're just going to kick it, have some fun. Maybe it won't be a marathon show in length. I, I don't know. We don't know. It so always instead becomes... of one or two main reviews, we're just doing about 27 mini-reviews. <laughs> yeah. Not stressful at all watching yeah. 57 movies this week. I'm fucking, like, shaking <laughs> over here. <laughs> you shaking. Yeah, me. Yeah, it was a great show. TGIF 13, guys, listen to it. It was awesome. And, and uh, I don't know what it was about that particular show, but he did. they did both seem more energized. It was great. So, And uh, Vince, I know you're behind. I hope you're listening to us. I know that we're marathon shows. 
fucking Brandon. You don't even got to say. You know Vince is behind. You should also tell him that we're going to be covering one of his favorite movies of the year, Lake Bottom, later. (laughs) Yeah, Vince started it with him. So, I mean, they can just go back and Uh, forth. Vince Vince is awesome. The show was great. It really was. I was joking. I was saving that joke because I was thinking about writing it to Christian, but I've had that since I listened to it. I was like, ah. He told, me, he told me, he goes, I got, I had to try your show, so I listened to a couple episodes way back when, but then he said, so you want to listen to a new one, and he said that, he told me that story about going to Florida, so I'm mm. like, you gotta say it, you gotta tell the story. He literally put the podcast on when he got on the plane, landed, and the freaking thing was still going. <laughs> <laughs> well... Maybe we'll put out more shows that are shorter. Maybe we'll change our format. I don't know. Yeah, I like that idea too. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we'll do a franchise show and we'll do it in 13 parts. <laughs> I think he's just upset that we record bi-weekly. He'd prefer we make up our mind one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> I See, prefer you make up your mind one way or the other. He did have these written down. He had all these no, written I have, down. No, I swear, nothing written down. These are coming to me. I'm on fire. I'm on Who's fire. coming to you? You're on fire. What? <laughs> All this dirty talk. Let's t- let's let's make fun of Canadians. Well, we got a minute. Hey, um, what do we do? Well, listen, I want I want to ask you a question. In Canada, is that band with the what's the name of that band? with they they have two of the three members have really long beards. Are they called ZZ Top? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are they or no? I'm curious. Do they call them that? ZZ Top, you mother. Okay. <laughs> ZZ Top. Yeah, we change it. <laughs> Fuck it. Here hey. are your ZZ. <laughs> okay, I was listening to uh, 22 Shots of Moods and Horror, episode 101, I believe, when they're doing the Masters of Horror season two. Oh, that came out and... way too quickly after episode 100, so I just skipped it. Yeah, everybody did. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> Moods will tell you that himself. They'll tell you that, 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 that. He said the ratings are down because of that 10 hours of fucking programming in like eight days. I mean, hey, what the shit? Awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah, awesome. But listen, Mood said this on the show. He said when Masters of Horror Season 2 was released in Canada, they only showed the first four weeks, and then there was a gap for, for months and months and months, and they kept showing the same four ones over and over again. But like when I watched them in the States, it was just however many weeks in a row, one week after the other, and there was no problem. So I'm not a big horror TV show watcher. Sure. Even horror-related, I there's certain shows like Bates Motel. I did that, and admittedly, even that last season killed me. I was not a fan of that last season. I won't get into it because, Brandon, I know you're still stuck on episode one and you haven't gotten into it yet. <laughs> but if you do get into it, I don't want to spoil it for you. But uh, right. I was very disappointed with that. Uh, my wife went back to revisit Dexter, which a show that I loved up until until season six. Uh, season three was weak, but she went back and she thought season one was okay. And she loved season one. Season two, she thought was weak. Season three, she couldn't even get through again. And then she thought season wow. four with the Trinity Killer was the best Phenomenal. one. And that is the oh, best yeah. season, for sure. By far. Yeah. By far. Not even close. Yeah. I've seen nothing, so don't say anything to me. And okay. the reason I haven't seen it, every time I hear about a TV show and someone says it falls off this season, I just don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to watch something and then everyone says season five sucks and it sucks from then on, for example. I don't want to get into a show and then stop at the end of season four when it's not officially over yet and I, then again i don't want to watch a shit season either so shows like that when i hear bad things like that lost there's a handful of shows that i just refuse to watch them because of that reason i don't want to you yeah, know but subject everybody's got their fucking opinions right now you're gonna hear 
yeah. everybody's because of the internet. It fell off for, you know, maybe someone that you respect their opinion of, but you might love it. I might. A lot of times I do like stuff that people don't like, like Sopranos season six and Sons of Anarchy season seven. So maybe I will. I don't know. Lost has been spoiled for me, so I can't watch that. And what about yeah, Simpsons you know. season one? Season one, do you like the Simpsons season one? I don't like. Uh, do I like it? <laughs> yes. Do I enjoy it as much as the other uh, seasons? No. I, I don't think they really hit their stride till the third season. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. We're on the same yeah. page. Yeah. Skip, skip Dexter if you don't want to. Just watch season four, one and four. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do it. All right. Uh, Maybe okay. fuck you. Maybe fuck you. Yeah. Back to podcasts. I, I, I got I have to plug the podcast because episode one has dropped and we were going to get a personal bumper, but it, it hasn't, we haven't received it yet, but she was making it. But anyway, the official female of uh, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Miss Lauren Ashley Carter, has put out her podcast called It's Bloody Sex. Uh, people that subscribe to our feed, uh, it was thrown in there. We put that out there. So if something popped up, you didn't know what it was. That's what it was. I hope you listened because I thought it was really good. Different for the network, for sure. But uh, she's kind of a natural at, at, at stuff like that, I think. And uh, I think maybe, you know, we rubbed off on her a little bit. I don't know. But I wanted to plug. You know what I yeah, told her? You can't, you can't throw that out and not expect us to jump all over it. <laughs> rubbed off on her. <laughs> Brandon rubbed off to her. <laughs> <laughs> Listening. Okay. <laughs> of course I listened. It's about breath play. Right, I thought about you. Breath play, yes. <laughs> oh, that was good. She hacked so guys, me. She hacked my solo case. Oh, boy. Everyone's getting hacked. I would mention hacking from one podcast to another, no matter who it was. Like, when the horror cast got hacked. You know what I mean? I called attention to it, when, and, I, and I shamed the show. I said, hey, you shouldn't do that. So... But anyway, you and your shame, you're like the hag from uh, Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> hey, we're shaman. What can I say? But uh, you're yeah. a shaman? Yeah, I'm a shaman. Yeah, I'm a shaman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who are you doing your uh, hair for, Brandon? Brandon's using like the just, Skype video it thing. It doesn't look right. He's thinking about Lauren. That's yeah. why. <laughs> hey, Lauren, how you doing? He's thinking about breath play. He's got yeah. all these dreams. Sorry. I, I got to break. No, no, no. I, I got to break his heart. Lauren is engaged to be married. So congratulations, uh, Lauren. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, B. Sorry. It's not you. So it's not you. It's not me. It's her. <laughs> Mostly you. No, it's okay. I learned a lot. I I didn't know consent was required before choking. I learned so much <laughs> listening, so I'm actually not ready for human contact with another female yet. So I'm still taking notes on that first podcast. How about when she was doing that thing, when she was reading the thing that the girl told her the story in the bar about the thing with anal oh sex and Lord. the choking thing? I, yeah. I can't believe that they told my story. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to remain anonymous, right? I really did. Yeah. <laughs> I was very hurt. Yeah, I remember you went to the UK for a couple weeks. So that's what you were up to. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, listen to that show. I, I told her that I think she should uh, get a, a second career in... I don't know what you call it, but you know what? Uh, someone that reads audiobooks, you know what I'm talking about? You listen to an audiobook and, you know, something like that. Because when she read that thing, I'm like, man, obviously she can emote. She's an actress and everything. I'm like, you should consider getting into that. She said it's very difficult. You have to be a household name or it's not easy to do. To so read audiobooks? 
Yeah, if she can't do it, I have no chance. I was all, all my life I've wanted to do that because I could do voices. I think <laughs> I could. Look at my me, book. I could do voices. I'm Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, like, yeah, of course you have to be a household name. Like, just for tonight, it was very tough making my top 10 audiobook reader list. <laughs> very tough. <laughs> Way to convince her to give up acting, Dave. Do not give up acting. Oh, never. No, but she's a busybody, man. She has to keep going. And there's some good things on the horizon. And, yeah, I just wanted to plug the show. So uh, we'll talk about the other stuff when she comes back. So, but, yeah, check that show out. Perfecto. Um, perfecto. And, you know what? As long as we're on podcasts, one more thing with podcasts. I'm going to drop five. First of all, I'm going to say that Devour the Podcast is back. They're on the Legion Network. They've been gone for a while. They're a podcast I've listened to for a very long time. And after about a year break, they're back. So go listen to them. Um, we have new uh, podcast on horophilia. Besides Lawrence, we also have the Woodsboro Brothers. Good, good yeah. show. Good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A marathon's off the bat. Imagine that. Your first two shows Scream. are freaking three hours. They did the Scream right. show uh, one right away. I, I listened to that right away. The second show I just started into. Yeah, our house today, actually. But I, I, that's, I'm only that's like Andrew little... and Vern, right? Andrew and Vern Troyer? Troyer? <laughs> Ah, mini me. (laughs) Nice. Andrew, you complete me. (laughs) But yeah, those guys are good. Check out Woodsboro Brothers. Check out Netflix and Chill. That you know, uh, that's JP and Carly. I don't know if we've mentioned them or not, but uh, you know, we we should. Yeah, I was convinced JP was holding Carly against her will and forcing her to podcast, (laughs) but apparently, she actually enjoys spending time with him. Yes, she does. That's one co-host. That <laughs> does. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check them out. Uh, kill the cast. I mean, we've mentioned them before, but we haven't said since they've been on Horrorphilia. Jerry. We yeah. we got to talk talk about them. They're homies. they got a good show. And, uh, yeah, listen to Kill the Cast. And he loves you, plan on, He loves you. He does love you. That's yeah, true. I love Jerry. Jerry Jerry's my man. Yes. They no, do he's, plan. no, he's my man. We're together now. Oh, he's your man. <laughs> We're betrothed. Oh. Nice. Oh, hey, nice. Cool. Listen to Bloody Bits in case you haven't, because it, it's Jason Lloyd. And damn it, you better be who's, listening who's to Who's Jason Bloody. Lloyd? Which show is this? Um, You're such a dick. He, he's got a show on Legion, I think. Okay. <laughs> no, one, no wonder I've never heard of him. You tell you know, me, you give me the word, Jason, and I'll let it Brandon right out of the show. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Stay tuned. Um. <laughs> Uh, there's something I want to bring up to you guys. I forgot to do it last show. Remember, I, I went. I saw Phoenix Forgotten at the theater. I forgot to tell you guys, Phoenix Forgotten. Yeah, haha. Um, I forgot to tell you that when the trailers came on, and I, you know, I don't watch trailers, but this one started, and you'll never guess what it was. There was a trailer for the movie Friend Request from last year. Yes, from last year that we were that we saw we we gave score we all saw it right it, it came out VOD. Brandon, last I, don't, year. I don't think Brandon no, saw I, it. No, I, oh, I you I, did see too. Friend request? No. Yes. No, no I'm thinking of unrefriended. Unfriended. Unrefriended. Unrefriended. <laughs> 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 what is that? Unrefriended. It's a Unre- new thing. That's, it's a new thing that's been happening to me lately. <laughs> Stroking out. That's nothing new. Uh, unrefried beans. I, I was literally thinking refried beans. Look, Christian just left. Christian <laughs> left. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave and I will be a, a duo now. Please, Christian, is- Christian, come back. 
Come, listen, no, 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 no. Listen, don't worry. I'll tell Brandon to come. He'll, we'll, we'll calm him down. He'll, he'll tell better jokes. Just come on. That wasn't a, even a joke. I, I, I'm just trying to get Christian to come back. What do you want from me? He's not coming back. Okay, it's it's a two-man show for the moment, right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. Right, let's see how we can do without Christian. He's just going to record, and we're just going to talk. Okay. I, I give him a six out of ten anyway. <laughs> what do you What do you give friend request? No. Okay, I don't I don't remember friend request. For we some talked reason. about it. Yeah, we, we talked did. about it. It's the one that we thought was going to be like unfriended, but then ended up playing like a real movie. They used the text bubbles just like uh, the Shallows yes. did. Yeah, remember? Yeah, he didn't like it. Remember? Christian complained about it. The, the text bubbles and... And the shark. <laughs> friend uh, Whatever. Bottom line is friend request somehow is coming to theaters. I don't know how this is happening. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but it's it's it just struck me. I was like, what the hell? There's a scene in the Shallows where they really jumped the shark. <laughs> it's when they kill the shark. Yeah, they jumped them. They beat the shit out of them. Yeah, they jumped them and killed them at the same time. <laughs> it really did. That's not even a joke. I don't, I don't even know why that's funny, but it is. It is funny. It is funny. I want to say one more thing, and I forgot. I feel like an ass because I should have done this. It's been in my notes for a while. I've said things online about it, but now that the movie has dropped and I'm getting all kinds of mixed reactions, this movie was voted by our listeners. On, on the group page as the most uh, the movie they were looking forward to more than any other movie this year. It was Alien Covenant. And I gotta say, I haven't seen it yet, but I gotta say I never understood that the whole year. But most people have not liked the last three Alien movies, and a lot of people did not like Prometheus. Why was everybody so jazzed about this Alien Covenant, which was at one time titled Prometheus 2? Why was this movie the one that everybody thought was gonna be the saving grace? And like I said, there's mixed reviews, but can you guys explain why everybody was so pumped up about Alien Covenant? Because consumers are stupid. Oh, okay. Good answer. I'll, I'll give him a little bit more credit. Uh, the I think it's because it's Ridley Scott. Yeah, he's had misses, but he, his well, hits. Leave me this. <laughs> his hits are amazing. What about Tony Scott last hit? Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God, that too, joke. Too soon. Oh, oh man. It, it made a real splash. Oh Jesus! I think oh! you. I think you're the most hated on the show now. Oh, by far. I can be as obnoxious as I. Yeah. <laughs> what do I mean now? <laughs> what are you talking about? Even though, yeah. even though I got the death curse, I did it again. Did yeah. You see what happened? And I I'm not even American. Everyone. And I'm not even American. <laughs> and they like me more. <laughs> see. <laughs> and I'm killing people, and they like me more. And I'm pissing actually, people you didn't off. Actually, kill anyone though. Well, it remains to be seen. The, the, the rumor did come out. I mean, it's supposed to be a hoax, but it's still, I'm still going to take credit for the hoax just because, you know, why not? It's fun, you know? I mentioned Errol Levine last show, and then the death hoax came out. So I didn't kill her, but, or did I? And Brandon mentioned Adam Levine. <laughs> and he somehow stayed alive. Yes, it's never the ones you want to die, you know? It's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I'm just kidding. I don't know Adam Levine. <laughs> No, anyway, so, I think, I, honestly, getting back to it, I think people are willing to give him a try. Prometheus had messy parts to it, but there's some good stuff there. So I think they go, you know what? Ridley Scott's back at it. He's dedicated to working with this franchise again. Let's give him a, a, let's give it another shot. I'm reading reviews. Some people are, are loving it and people are, are hating it right, and saying it was right. a step down for Prometheus. And I'll, you know, I'll save judgment. I'll watch it myself and check it out myself. I'm not rushing out to the theater, though. I have no interest no. to see it this weekend or anything. 
No, I'm not even going to see it until it comes to, to, to Blu-ray. As long as I see it before the 2017 show, I'm happy. I'm in no rush to see it because I, I, whatever, I'm just not. You know, I'm, I'm going to wait till it comes to TNT. TNT Monster Vision? Yeah. Okay, well, don't hold your breath. How's that? <laughs> hold your breath. He's used to I was, Alien Resurrection was bad. Alien 3... The director's cut definitely is the way to check that movie out. It's definitely better than my first experience seeing it in the theater. But I still am a fan of the first two Alien movies. Really, those are the... the One for the sci-fi horror, two for the action horror. Three to get ready. Four to get go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I see... see, It it, it sucks. (laughs) I'm cracking wise because I literally have nothing to say about the Alien franchise right now. I'm with okay. Christian. I like the first two. It's been so long since I've seen the others. I honestly will probably wait for, for like you said, a Blu-ray release and then maybe even marathon them. Yeah, I but, might do the same. I'll tell yeah. you what. I've owned Resurrection. It's called Resurrection? Yeah. Okay. Resurrect them. Okay. But, hey, there's only one Resurrect them, ladies and gentlemen. Halloween colon Resurrect them. Please. It can't get worse than that. Uh, I've never seen Resurrection. Sure. To- Chun, I can't even say it now. <laughs> Alien. I've owned it. I have the Quadrilogy DVD box set. I have the freaking Blu-ray box. I've never sat down and watched that damn movie. I don't know why. but Yeah, I, I, I saw it in the theater and I was disappointed. And you know what? Three is, three is good, but I've watched the director's like cut. I've watched the director's cut twice and I saw it in the theater once. I, don't, I never feel like going back to it religiously. I think that movie got more of a second life, if you will, because David Fincher directed it, and people were like, yeah. holy shit, he did Seven. He did The Game. He did The Social Network. He did this, that, and the other thing. Uh, this guy has done yeah. some major movies, and then they go, let's go check out that first movie he did after he was directing videos or whatever. Oh, yeah, no, this is great. And I think that's where <laughs> a lot of the love came from. I'm not a car has put my own spin on it, but it's, it's still well-directed, and it's, it's darker but after the sort of jam-packed, action-oriented second movie, three's a total tone sh- uh, shift altogether. But I like that shift because I don't like the action of two. So to me, that okay. that's the appeal. But that's me. Some people love the action. Most people either love – not many people say they love Alien and Aliens equally. Usually you either love part one or, 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 or the sequel. Not many people say I, li- I like them all. You know, Alien is great. Aliens I love. Okay, so you, your preference is aliens. It's yeah. okay. Me, I, I prefer, I love the original. I like the second. And me personally, I prefer the next segment we're going to do. <laughs> is, that a, is, that the, is that the audition segment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brandon's going to be in a bag, like in freaking Takashi Maik's audition. I already got the theme song going. Brandon, revolving door. Brandon's a revolving door. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the next segment, we're, we're, we're going to get to it. I, I'm going to tell everybody again that we timestamp the show, so look at it. You know, it, Of course, it's too late now because we're about to go to the next segment. But in the future, if you just want to hear one thing, look at the damn thing. The timestamps are there for a reason. We do it for you. It's in the show notes. So do it. I'm going to mention I have to do it now again. I have to talk about our sponsor, Horror Pack. And if you want to save $3 off your first subscription for good Blu-rays or DVDs, whichever uh, option you choose, go to horrorpack.com slash go slash exploding heads. So there you have it. Now, the first thing we're going to do 
is we're going to get into a, a little segment that, that, that we've been doing from time to time. It's called Really quick, to not get into last week's shame too much, all I'm going to say is thank everybody for uh, an overwhelming response. Uh, we, we put it out there, and everything that we heard on the page and everything that I personally, messages that I've taken, texts I've taken, it made me feel better. I, did you, I, what about you guys? Did, did you feel vindicated in that whole thing? You know, with- I honestly never felt like it was an issue, but it was nice to see everybody concurring what what we all really thought. Here, here. Everything with good intentions. And and I've got to tell you, five different podcast hosts messaged me or text me. And every one of them yeah. had nothing but good things to say. And people posted things on the group page. So I'm not going to get too deep into it. I just wanted to say thank you. And uh, we feel good about it. And we're going to keep doing what we're doing. So And tonight we have a giveaway. We, we have hit- yeah, we did it. We hit the number. We have, yeah, we have 50, over 50 worldwide written uh, reviews. That's good. And we have 50 regular ones in the States. Oh, 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 shit. The day the, the, day the last show came out, somebody left us a two-star review. Nice. You came. Yeah, so maybe no, they we should didn't leave a review. That's the problem. They left a two-star right. rating, so we have no clue who they are. We have no backup as to why... It's always the one and two. Leave us a note. Right. We hate Brandon. Explain explains everything. I mean, we just need. If to- you leave, if you leave a note <laughs> and your name, you'll still be entered in the giveaways. Yeah. Even if you hate us, we can't. There's no entering if it's just a two star rating because that doesn't mean anything. It's the review that we're talking about. We don't care. But yeah. then there's got to be constructive feedback. Again, once again, that's the chicken shit way out. It, it holds no weight. Put two stars, yeah. make up a freaking stupid username, and if we're the only show you've reviewed, so be it. But at least tell us why we suck. Right. Thank you. Exactly. But they never will because then we'll be able to figure out who they are. And, and we don't care. That's the thing. We're going to continue to do the show. I actually personally don't care myself. It's, it's good because we can make fun of it on the show, too, which we will do. I mean, that's what we do. And then we'll continue to keep doing the show the way we do the show. It's not going to stop. We do want the feedback, though. If you you did tell us something was up or something was wrong, we'll take that into consideration and then roll with it. We're not going to do anything drastic to change the show. We're at 30 freaking 38 episodes here, and we're going to continue going strong. Yeah, yeah. And we're still going to have giveaways. And I'll tell you what, uh, I didn't say this last week, and I'm going to make it quick. I promise I'm not going to get into a big thing on it. The reason this started in the first place, like everything else, great, was organically. Wazell, Matt, had the stuff left over. He wasn't having giveaways on banana laser anymore. And he sent them to me right when we started exploding heads. He said, I have some swag for you, or some swag as I call it. I have some here. <laughs> Would you like it for giveaways? And of course, why not? Why not do it? And then... They come, and I'm like, well, what reason should I give things away? And naturally, that's things I've heard before, iTunes reviews. Okay, we reach a number, we'll have a drawing. Wonderful, piece of cake. So that wasn't even something anything anyone planned at the start. Wazell gave us the stuff, and, and there you have it. And by the way, <laughs> since there's never going to be another banana laser, at least not with the lineup that we had, uh, Wazell, I was speaking to him the other day, and he says, I have some more stuff left over here. I'm going to send it to you if you want it. I'm like, you sure you don't want it? He's like, no, it's just sitting here. I'm not doing anything. So once again, whoever wins tonight's drawing, I already have three Blu-rays here plus some other stuff. The other stuff's coming from Wazell. So 
shitty Blu-rays. <laughs> shitty. That's for shitty prizes. I'm yeah, sorry. and that's that. That's the <laughs> question I have, Dave. Do you think these one and two star reviews are from the people who have won the previous giveaways? <laughs> <laughs> no, because then they would have to create a second account. Maybe so. Maybe they did that. Maybe More... they won on the first account, got shit, and then said, "Fuck those guys." And yeah, <laughs> fuck the head. He said swag, not shit. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if it really was shit, like a, a a pack of gum and a Cracker Jack fucking toy or something. Kicks, know? some kicks cereal. Uh, <laughs> hey, kicks more alone. importantly, did you? Uh, is how's Wazell doing with that H three uh, trivia? It's coming October. I told you October. Hey, and that will come like this, like bread and <laughs> like this, like Bada this. Boom. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> It's coming, man. <laughs> Was Come to the sound of the temptations. Hey. <laughs> Wazell's coming back for sure, at least on Halloween. He's not doing nothing now. He wants to do shows, so, I mean, we'll, we can have him any time. But no, I heard him on that other on... show, another hey, podcast. And, yeah, and I listened to it. It was really good. He's got a, he's got a great voice and he's a great, great sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. And a, and a great mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. This is getting creepy. You Sex guys are great. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get into a shame. Let's get into a shame. But don't you have any shame? Shame? Oh, I got plenty of shame. Believe me. Somebody wrote this article, and it says the 50 worst horror movies ever made. And his name is Simon Kinnear. No relation to Greg Kinnear. Uh, And it was for GamesRadar.com. August 1st, 2014. We're just getting it now. I don't know why, but... Possibly the um, worst list of bad movies. Thus the shame. Here comes the shame. I'm going to read them off, and uh, feel free to jump in. Number 50, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Okay, well, that's on everybody's list, but that's a so bad it's good. Yes, thank you. Yes. Monster Dog, number 49. Oh, with Alice Cooper? Yeah. I don't remember it. It's a bad movie, but I don't I don't really remember it. Well. I can give him that one. I'll even give him that one. So bad it's good. Where did okay, now, now here, here's my first big problem. Number 48 is Halloween 2, Rob Zombie. <sighs> the fucking hate wagon. You know what? I hated that movie initially, and I told you now it's growing on me. The Last View is my favorite past Halloween, and I have a new respect for it and a newfound appreciation for it. So I can't agree with that. Well, let me tell you my biggest problem. Obviously, I'm a fan of it. I have said it's my fourth favorite of the series after one, two, and three. Now, this is my problem. Though. This idiot, this is what he writes. Most shocking mistake. The Psychic Link which bogs the film down in maudlin visions of Michael Mum riding a horse. She doesn't ride the she horse. Never, <laughs> she never rode the fucking horse. Thank you. Did you even watch the movie? <laughs> Those scenes are, are what everybody universally pans the movie for. As I said, you know those scenes exist now. Go back and watch the movie and appreciate it for everything else it does. When Daniel Harris's character dies... Oh. And Brad Dorf is holding her, and they're doing those flashes. Some of the best shit ever. Agreed. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's a brutal movie. It's what. Granted, yeah. I know a lot of people hate it. That's fine. And that it's on this list. How about putting fucking Resurrectum on this list? Yeah, exactly. Come on. Or as we say, really? Exactamondo. Yes. Yes. We Come don't on. say that. <laughs> We've no. never said that. <laughs> 
We will never say that I'm again. Try, I'm trying to, try to start a new little word we're going to use on the show. Yeah, please. Please, please, please never base, do that. You're pretty the basic. basic exactomondo. No? <laughs> it's not going to stick. <laughs> we'll see. Only time will tell. It might stick. Exactomondo. Like jizz to my ribs, it will not stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. As long, okay. Number 47, brain damage. Oh, no. That's ridiculous. That's brain ridiculous. damage is one of the best movies. It's actually one of it, my personal favorites. It's my favorite from that director. No question. Hannah Lauder. Hannah it's a lot yeah. of people's favorite Hannah Lauder film, and Except it's for Jason Lloyd. not one of the worst <laughs> films ever. That's crazy. It's got a fucked up ending, but other than that, the movie is almost a perfect low budget horror film. It's, yeah. I love it. I've loved it since the first time I saw it before, even in the R rated form, couldn't wait to see it uncut. And yeah, it was, it was great. It's still great. Oh, I agree. I agree. And arrows putting on new blue. I believe. Yeah. I think it, I think it, it, came it dropped. Out I think, well, Jason Lloyd was talking about it on, on one of those shows you shouted out earlier. Oh, bloody was, bits. He, <laughs> yes. It was his first time watching it too. Yes. Yeah. And he, he enjoyed it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and look at what he says. Make here's here's he's this is their mistake. Making the horror equivalent of a drugs are bad. Okay, sermon with a monster that looks like a poo. Get the fuck out of here. It doesn't look like a poo. It looks like a dick. First of all, but whatever. <laughs> Can we just acknowledge the fact that Christian might have just molested his cat? <laughs> the cat just hit the microphone and like it jumped into I'm, the seat here. He yeah, jumped just, out pretty quick. He was uh, heading for the for the back end and he jumped right out. <laughs> Brandon, I'm just glad he's back. He he was he was about to storm off he the was. set earlier, so I'm You out. know what you know what the problem is with this list and with the problem with most top worst films lists is that they include films that you actually complete. If I was to actually make a list of the fifty worst films I've seen, it would probably be films that I've never completed because the films that are so bad I turn off are the worst films. And it doesn't happen often, but it's happened fifty times in my lifetime. Well, that should be the article. We should write one for Horophilia. 50 movies that were so bad, we turned them off. It happened (laughs) twice already with 2017 films for me. One, because you told me to skip, I kind of started watching and I didn't like what I saw. One was Getting Schooled, which I talked about earlier in the year. Right. Yeah, you dodged a bullet. Yeah, turned it off. Okay, listen, let me keep this quick. Uh, Number number 46, The Gate. No, come on. And not just because it's Canadian. It's a fun PG-13 slasher, or sorry, monster movie. And Agreed. Yeah, and it's, yeah, a ton of people love it. I think it's got a cult yeah. following now. It's fucking it's, it's, crazy. And it got a uh, Vestron release. It got a, It just got a big, you know, new Blu-ray release. These films right. are films people love. Yes, they are. They're in, and people that grew up with them, it's very nostalgic yeah. for them. 100%. The Gate, it's a great intro for children, too. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I don't know what this guy's talking about. Uh, number 45, Saw 4 and Saw 3D. Uh, I don't agree with either. So Don't get me wrong. The Saw movies could be easily dismissed. I just put Saw 4 as one of my favorite Part 4s. I know we don't have a lot of Part 4s to choose from that are good. But I also put it as possibly one of my favorite of that year. I actually like Saw 4. I think... How they did that movie is the greatest way to do a sequel (laughs) and and continue the series that way. Saw 3D, Mm -hmm. Saw 3D was, it it was just, yeah, it was a, it was, you know, even, even though, even though you don't like it, what would you rate it? What would I rate Saw 3D? What would you rate the last Saw franchise? Four, four out of 10. 
that low, really. That low, really. It was, okay. it was like a knockoff. It was a knockoff Saw movie. It was nothing you would about rate, You would rate that on the level of slasher.com. Well, see, it I don't was, like to it, compare it with other ratings. I know, but wasn't <laughs> it at least it. entertaining? It, wasn't it at least entertaining? They had the cool traps. They had the big reveal that we all knew was coming, that if it didn't come, we all would have been pissed. And they left it open for what will eventually be Saw 8. Ugh. Or a legacy. Okay, all right, you convinced me. Four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I give it. I give it a yeah, a five point five out of ten. I'm not maybe the biggest soft fan, but I've liked I've liked them all. But I mean, right. you guys go on and on about them. Like I love Saw, the original one. All the other ones, I just watch. Like it, like a, like I enjoy them. They're fun to watch. Yeah, that's it. The first one's great, and then each of the subsequent ones, while some are definitely better than others, three obviously, and six. Uh, but they're all at least entertaining. They are what they are. And every Halloween for seven straight years, right. we got a fairly entertaining film. Yep. Listen, I don't like Saw 3D. Do not That's like okay. it. Worst, worst okay. in the series. It does not belong on no. 50 worst movies. I'm no. sorry. And th- listen to what the guy says. Shocking mistake. The convoluted continuity, which ties itself up in such knots that you need a PhD in Sawology to keep up. Bullshit. I'm not the most intelligent man on the face of the earth, mm-hmm. and I that. I, but I think this is Do an that. intelligent. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it's an intelligent series, though. That's what I tell people all the time when they dismiss it as torture porn and this and that and the other thing. I tie it all up just fine. I think it. it I think it works out just fine. And I'm not a brain surgeon. So. For for a film that could never have foreseen having this many f- films in the in the series, it tied together beautifully. They made a lot of things make sense. Man, people went crazy with theories to make it even more complicated and still make sense, but they didn't even go that that crazy. They kept right. it pretty simple, and it made sense. I, I'm with you. I, I agree. Okay, let's go. Number 44, Shark in Venice from 2008. Anybody? Never saw. No. Fuck, whatever. Sounds Fuck. shitty. Probably sucks. But, probably another stupid come on. shark movie. Yeah, and there's a, a plenty that he could have cho- chosen, like a three-headed shark attack or shark attack. You had to pick that one in Phoenix or whatever. Where was it? Venice. Venice, Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Why would there be I a shark in Phoenix? <laughs> that's, what makes it ter- that's what makes it terrifying. Sharkensaw. Isn't there a movie called The Sharkensaw Woman's Massacre? Oh, yes, knows? there is. It's uh, atrocious. I'm sure. Okay, number 43, The Unborn, 2009. I, I don't know. No, Brandon? I never watched Isn't it. Is that with Gary Oldman? Gary yeah, Oldman's I in it. I, I, I never saw it. but I'll tell you something. Fair play for freshening post-exorcist cliche by using Jewish folklore, but making the spirit into an Auschwitz victim unnecessary. Oh, I think this person took a personal offense to that. That's what I think it came down to. Okay. Auschwitz? It's sweaty as hell in here, Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't a Schwitz a place that you go? No, uh, like I'm schwitzing. I'm, uh... It's not a place, no? You can, I guess, like, go to a steam room, take a schwitz. Yeah, a schwitz. That's what they... It's in The Sopranos. They talk yeah. about... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it, when you say you're schwitzing, you know, you're, you're sweating. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, that's I'll, it. I'll, I'll schwitz. 42, Night of the Lepus. I love Night of the Lepus. It's, <laughs> it's bad, but it's so bad, it's good. It's killer bunny rabbits. Right. 41, Zombie Strippers. Oh, that's yeah. not even that bad. I mean, and, and again, you know you know what you're getting yourself into going in with, with to that movie. 
I watched what? it. It it was it was a fun flick. Was Freddie in that one? Yeah, I think Thanks, that's the Robert, Robert England one and Jenna Jameson. Uh, two came oh. out at the there's two very similar movies that came out at the same time. Zombie strippers and another one that was you know stripper zombies something like i mean yeah. it was very similar i can't remember the name but okay well how bad could it be jenna jameson's in it does she get naked i assume so i know someone did you figure it would be her how bad her freddy the legits <laughs> naked robert england that's all <laughs> uh okay number 40 ginger dead man now i have no desire to watch that movie at all whatever full moon's an acquired taste those films aren't for everyone, but again, they have a specific audience and following. I've seen the first one, not a fan of it, far from one of the worst movies I've ever seen. The name is Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like that, I mean, that right there tells you what you're getting. I agreed. 39, Lost Souls from 2000. Anybody? Uh, Winona Ryder. It's not a great movie, but it's not horrible. Okay. I'm going by memory too. I, 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 I five that out was ten. a good. That was five a perfect ten. review. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but it's not horrible. Five out of ten. It's like you know. Like, yeah. Hey, at okay. least you remember. At least you remembered who was in it. I don't even remember that film. Right. That's all you need. Okay. Thirty-eight. House of Wax. Two thousand five. Oh, come on. Fuck that, yeah. You. That is not. That, matter of fact, I'll go on record. That is a good movie. Yeah. It kind of. It kind of grew on me actually. You know a, why people talk shit? It's a fun dumb. Because Paris Hilton's in it. Yes, it's an easy mark. Yes, it's... But she gets meanwhile, killed. <laughs> meanwhile, foreshadowing, yeah, right. her kill is a great kill. Yeah. It is. And she's a good sport for doing it, I think. I think that's cool. She knew that people wanted to see her die, and she fucking played up to it. So, yeah. whatever. It's a good movie. It's more of a remake of, uh, what do you call it? Taurus Trap than House of Wax, but... Yeah. Maybe it's more of a remake of Mystery of the Wax Museum. Oh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting technical, right? Uh, <laughs> okay, thirty-seven. Speaking of Robert England, the Mangler. That that's okay. a bad movie, but you shouldn't you have picked the Mangler too if he was going to go for the worst movie ever. <laughs> the Mangler, at least, is a bad movie. The Mangler Two is fucking <laughs> dreadful. You're right. Of course, it's got to be worse. How can it not be worse? The Mangler Two. Oh, okay. 36, Dreamcatcher. That is you a horrible what? movie. No, no, that is horrible. And that's like, I don't know what they're thinking. That's the one that Stephen King was doing. He thought he was writing a fucking beautiful book. And then I think he said in retrospect, he was so fucked up on coke or on pain medication or something because it was after the car crash or whatever it was. He didn't know what he okay. wrote. And you could tell because that movie is a, it's just a bloody mess. Good actors. I like the first. Sure. I like the first half. I know I, I interrupted. I, I like the first half. I, I thought it was fine. Then I thought it kind of went off the rails. And the CGI was terrible. It's fucking I don't crazy. remember it. Oh, it's nuts. Okay, so maybe that's justified. Maybe that's the first one that's justified to be on the list. I don't know. Okay. Uh, 35, Invasion of the Blood Farmers, 1972. We talked about uh, it because of your birth year, but I've never seen it. Oh, yeah, I'm 72 nice. in blood. Yeah. Wow. I haven't seen it either. Okay. I'll take a pass. Oh, well. Whatever. 34, Ghost Ship. Fuck you. I saw Ghost Ship for the first time this year uh, for the 2002 show for, for 22 Shots. And I got to tell you, I give it like a 6 out of 10. It's definitely better than I thought it was going to be. I saw it in the theaters. Dark Castle, right? Those Dark What's Castle that? movies like House on Hatch yeah. Hill, whatever. You get what you get. It has one of the best gore effects in the beginning scenes. 
Then it becomes aliens on a ghost ship. But it's like you guys said, it's entertaining. It's a six out of ten. It's not. It's right. not three, two, one. Like where you're expecting, or even four, where you're expecting these lists right. to like hover. Exactly. That's that's stupid. Uh, okay, thirty-three Anaconda. I never saw it. I saw it in the theater. I didn't like it. I remember Roger Ebert gave it like a thumbs up, thinking it was fun. And it, it's really, it's a really crappy movie, but I could see why people like it. I mean, it had sequels again. Why wouldn't you pick Anaconda two or three or whatever, whatever the <laughs> fuck they're up to now? <laughs> You know, or <laughs> Jennifer Lopez or, is in it, but that sums it up. I mean, it's not, yeah, I, I saw it in theaters uh, as well. And again, I wasn't a huge fan, but it's still, you know, that five, five, five and a half yeah, range. Exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's far from the worst. I mean, come on. Why not pick out that one movie? Uh, it, it was called Lake something versus, uh, versus the snake or something. What the hell was that stupid title movie that came out? It was like a Lake Placid versus uh, Anaconda, I think is what it was called. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? A stupid it like, name. That was like a year or two ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Yeah. All right. 32. Now, this one, I'm pissed. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Fuck yeah, that's you. ridiculous. The beginning. Dude. The prequel. The prequel. The one that came out in, like, 2006. Yes. yes. Yeah. No, that, that was... I actually saw it in the theater, and I loved it. Yeah, I liked it, too. L- loved it's... is a strong word. I But 7 out of 10. I actually really enjoyed oh, right. it. Right. <laughs> I'm with you. It's my third favorite of the series. How's that? I like it. I like it. Uh, but, but check it out. Most shocking mistake. Unnecessary origin story alert. Do we really need to know Leatherface's backstory? No. Well, he's going to be but... pissed off this year. <laughs> right. Right. What Do we need to know Michael's backstory? Do we need to know Jason's backstory? Freddy's. Everybody. They've exposed every one of them. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. 31. Maximum Overdrive. Oh, that's love a it. guilty pleasure. I love that movie, too. Guilty pleasure. And love I know it. I know we don't like using that term, but that's a perfect example of a guilty pleasure because you know it's a bad movie, but it's far from the worst. I mean, again, Stephen King, was he thought he was making a masterpiece. You, you, you go on YouTube and you watch interviews and he makes it sound like he's directing the best fucking movie to ever come out. And then you watch the movie and you're like, yep, cocaine. It's a fucking powerful drug. Because I'll tell that... you what, though, this is a Stephen King film. I would love to see a remake. They did do it, but it's even Trucks. worse. Trucks, yeah. <laughs> made for TV, remake. Yeah. It was a remake of Stephen King, of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck. Based on the. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen this. How's that for you? I never, never... watched it. Oh. Oh. Well, you, you might not. Again, it's got Emilio Estevez. It's got an ACDC soundtrack. But I love it. I love this. I love the the <laughs> truck stop setting. I love the Green Goblin truck. I oh, love yeah. it. Just doesn't really have an ending, uh, and I would love to see. This is one of those movies that I put up there with Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Always wanted to see an uncut version because oh, I, I remember effects shown in Fangoria that have been cut to shit in this movie. Ah, yep, it's too bad. Well, I'll tell you what. I haven't seen it, but I know some people. A lot of people think it's so bad it's good. And some people just have fun with it. So don't think it belongs to be here. Okay, 30. Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror. I saw this movie. It was not good, but I don't know. I mean, it's a bad movie. Okay, it's bad. And so, this one I have I, not seen either. It's not good. I don't know if it's, the, it's, if it's the 50th worst or whatever. I don't know. Now, here's one a lot of people like and I've never watched, but I think people aren't going to like this. 29 is Frankenhooker. Another, he, this guy does not like 
Hennen uh, Lauder, or whatever. Yeah, Hennen Lauder. Right. It's brain yeah. damage number one. I don't yeah. know. Frank, <laughs> Frank, I mean, and Hooker, Frank and Hooker is an acquired taste. It's a little off the rails. It's trauma-esque comedy. But that dude, uh, it's a James Lorenz. I, I yeah. can't believe I forgot his name. He's in Street Trash. Uh, he's in The Jerky Boys. He plays Brett Weir. He's fuck. He should be in more <laughs> movies. He's a fucking fantastic actor. Has got great timing. And he plays the main character in Frank and Hooker. And you can't, I mean, again, the tagline is, isn't it like a, a tender tale of sluts and bolts? <laughs> I mean, you know what you're getting yourself into with the title <laughs> Frankenhooker. Right. Want a date? The movie's great. I like it's, it. That's why I never watched it. I don't want to see a fucking Frankenhooker. But that's me. It's just, I'm not into goofy comedy. So I just, I didn't bother with it. You know, it I is. It, title, I mean, I it's, if you did not like basket, where Basket Case 2 went, you probably won't like. Right. Frankenhooker, because that was Good around call. the same time. Like it, it, he was going into that realm at that at that particular point in his career. Oh, what a letdown that was for me. Oh, I loved Basket Case too. Loved it. Uh, and not after I, one was a whole different thing. Two, I, was, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. All right, twenty-eight. Now I, I can't argue this one. I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I can't argue it. Exorcist two, the heretic. I mean, oh. yeah. It's mm. heralded as a, a horrible sequel. It has a cult following now, but I'm not yeah, a big fan I, of it. I'll watch it. Uh, it's so bad, it's good to me. I will watch it, and it's good if you use drugs. It's good to watch under the influence. It, it, it's <laughs> fucked up. That's it's not it. that these movies aren't bad. It's that do they belong on the bottom fifty? Yeah, exact. The Mondo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to work it in again. There you go. I don't have a problem with it being here, based upon what everybody says about the movie. Everybody says it's the fucking worst, so I'm not going to argue them. Whatever. We'll give them that. Now, this one. What's that? We'll give them that one, I guess. Yeah, we can, we'll can. we give them that. 27. This one, I think, we'll give them two, even though I've never seen it because I've never heard a good word about it. It's the Fog remake from 2000. Oh, yeah. No, I'll give them that. Horrible. Okay. No right. reason to watch that movie at all. Yeah, I've never Horrible. watched it. Horrible. Okay, 26. Brandon, did you have something? What, the Fog remake? I never watched it. You're like, Okay, all right. No desire. Right, same here. Twenty six captivity, two thousand seven. I don't know what this is. Sounds familiar. Oh, it's yeah. Alicia Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia Cuthbert. Yeah, Cuthbert. yeah, the girl next door. <laughs> Hot chick, yeah. but that that's the torture. That's like the epitome of the torture film. You know, uh, I yeah. gave up on it. I'm not a fan of those movies, and that that's what gives the horror genre a bad name. To be honest, it's yeah, I saw like it. I I don't remember much about it, but I was I guess I'm kind of indifferent. Yeah, I never saw it. Okay, 25. I know who killed me. Oh. Now, I've never seen it. Bad. Bad? Yeah. Fuck it. Fucking mess. Lindsay Lohan. It's a mess, yeah. but it's a fun to watch mess because it's fucking bat shit crazy. This director thought they were doing something amazing. And there are some people that stand by this movie. I had people, I read a review, uh, some horror site, I think put it on their, one of their best of the year. Oh, God. <laughs> that year really? and it's it's fucked up i can't i can't argue with them you know i can kind of i can give it to them but if you are a fan of bad movies you gotta check it out because the plot is so convoluted if i even try to get into it now i'm just gonna be st- stammering over my own word i'm not even gonna try but if you <laughs> like convoluted messy movies check it out <laughs> it's kind of like the showgirls of horror maybe? yeah it's fucking beautifully f- shot it looks oh, really? great yeah he does things with blue and red and and they're supposed to have 
certain meanings within the film, but the plot itself, when you watch it the first time, if you, you can't, you've got to be paying attention to the movie. If you're watching it in the background, you'll be like, what, what the fuck just happened? Who's this now? Mm-hmm. Where? Isn't she dead? What? What's happening here? You, you, oh. you have to pay attention to the movie for sure. I might watch this movie anyway because, uh, you know, it's 2007 and Lindsay Lohan's in it. And at that time, that's when she was all fucked up and, and, and you know, part, being a bad girl, a party girl and getting all that trouble. And, you know, I, I like bad girls. So maybe I'll watch it to see that. I don't know. But Naughty. Is it 2007? It's already 10 years old? Yep. Yeah, Holy dude. shit, man. I'm getting old. Nah, you're not. Nah, stop saying that. <laughs> you got two years on me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Forever I'm never 40. getting old, though. Forever 40. <laughs> and forever a kid. I'm never growing up. Straight up. All right, okay, 24. <laughs> That's right. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> the Beast of Yucca Flats, 1961. I'll give him credit never for heard knowing it. what that movie I've never heard of it. <laughs> He could have I, it on the list because I've never even heard of it. <laughs> okay, I've never heard of it either. Okay, 23. The, this might not get much argument. The Happening. People hate the fucking Happening. Yeah. It was terrible. It's a it bad was terrible. It's, it's fucking... Yeah. I'll give him credit for one thing. He tried something different. It was just a failed attempt <laughs> across at all levels. <laughs> the Happening was a book first, right? Oh, was it? I believe it was. And I'm pretty sure I read it. If I'm if it wasn't a book, I'm making this all up and but I'm pretty sure I read the book and it, it, it just seemed like after reading that it would be very tough to translate this onto the screen because it would just look ridiculous like it did in the film. Huh. I, I saw this at the movies. I saw this at the show and <laughs> I didn't hate it. I actually liked it, but I hated the way it ended, and that's all I remember about the movie. Yeah. Okay, that one might be able to be on this list fairly. Okay, 22, The Devil's Reign, 1975. Ernest Borgnine. Hmm. Wow. Transforming into a goat-like devil. Wow. Quick and I, don't, I don't think I've seen this yeah, one. I'm embarrassed to say I don't know this movie either. Nah, me neither. Okay. I'm stuck. It says next page, and I can't fucking go to the next page. <laughs> it's, what That's the? how bad this list is. <laughs> yes, it's so bad that I can't load the damn page. Brandon's on fire tonight. It's like every three weeks, Brandon's on fire. (laughs) Every three weeks, I have a good show. (laughs) No, you have a good show every two out of three weeks, and then the other third week, you're on fire. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But we only record twice. Okay, I meant shows. Every three shows. Oh, okay. But we're changing. We're going to be a weekly show soon. Yeah, I, I really feel bad. I just want to go ahead right now. I have to apologize for that joke earlier. I know it was in poor taste. I hope nobody gets offended by my Tony Scott joke. <laughs> like, seriously, it was just a joke. I like to push the uh, envelope of humor. I can't believe you're apologizing. What a pain. I have to. <laughs> oh, fuck you. His last hit made a big splash. I'll tell you what. Poor taste. Woo. Just because you Terrible. guys are going to laugh. I got to go ahead and apologize again. <laughs> You're going to laugh at me now. I don't even know who the fuck Tony Scott is. So. Ridley Scott's brother, actually... Top Gun director. Yeah. Matt Who's Stick brother? Lee. Ridley, Scott. Ridley Scott's brother. He directed the Pepsi commercials with him. Top Gun. He made Last Matt Boy Stick Scout. Ton I of actually like Matt Stick, man. No clue. Really? Never seen any of them. He was, a pretty, died. he was a pretty good director himself. Yeah, he committed suicide. Jumped off. Everybody's fucking committing suicide. Oh, This was shit. years ago. What? It's years ago, and you well, made a joke now, and you think it's too soon? Here, I thought that it just happened, and that's why you said too soon. Oh, no, no. Oh, I okay. say too soon when I tell Holocaust jokes. 
That's true. That's well. It's always too soon for that. That's true. I mean, shit. Yeah, yeah, BC. Yeah. <laughs> there has not been a Jew joke tonight, so uh, there you go. Be happy. There's not going to be tonight. We did. Really? He made some uh, Auschwitz. No. Yeah. Well, Auschwitz. Yeah. <laughs> I asked a question about taking a Schwitz. That's all I did. I, it yeah, was just I, a question. I, I said it's homicide. Auschwitz. <laughs> I got to take a Auschwitz. Did okay. you get that page loaded or what? Yes, I did. It's loaded. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's bang these out. Let's bang them. 21. I like to bang her. I still know what you did last summer. Oh. Eh, it it's, doesn't belong on the It's list. bad, but it doesn't belong on the list. Yeah. Why isn't the third one on the list? Yes. I'll always know, right? Yeah. <laughs> or Urban Legend, Bloody Mary. I mean, these are, these are movies that the first two movies are slasher movies by the numbers, but fun to watch. The third in each series blows. Yeah. Yep. Especially when it's fucking straight to home video. Yeah. What do you expect? Oh, my God. Speaking of which, uh, there's no place to rent videos here. They, they even tried Family Video, which was not big in Canada, came in when Blockbuster folded and kind of set up shop in a couple of places. They didn't last more than like a year or two. I wow. passed by as I was driving back into Canada today. In the states, I passed by this huge family video, and people were oh, yeah. there renting movies. Oh yeah, I got about a dozen near me. Oh my wow. god, we've got yeah. none of those anymore, man. Got none here. Yeah, yeah, we got them. I never use them, but we got them. Yeah. Are they full? People are in them. Yeah, I, I guess they have to be. <laughs> like sharks to shit out of me, man. Somebody's go in, in there. Yeah, I'm going in for nostalgia factor. Those fucking assholes. I applied for a job there at one point, and uh, I underqualified. Dude, yeah. no, no, no. I was so – they made you take a freaking rigorous IQ test. I mean, oh. and I'm telling you. IQ. A serious – yeah, <laughs> dude, seriously. Like they, they set you up in a chair and, and the thing with people coming in and out, and you had to take this test, and it was a straight-up IQ test. Like you you if you could – out of control. Anyway, I passed it. And they come up and say, okay, you did it. You passed the IQ test, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, let's offer you a management position. Okay, great. Okay, are you, are you okay to fuck – and move to, to uh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> what? This is a fucking shitball management position in a fucking... I'm going to up my fucking family and move out of state for a fucking $12 an hour job? <laughs> so I, I had the first interview, the second interview, an IQ test, all this shit. I'm ready to go. Oh, can you move? No, I can't fucking move <laughs> for you. What's your IQ, by the way? What is my IQ? It's It's 134. Why? It's pretty good, I think. Yeah, 134 is awesome. Yeah, yeah, big deal. Where the fuck has it got me in life? Nowhere. Yeah. A fucking yeah, big deal. Yeah. IQ. Well, what does it take, mean? You take the easy way out, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's, and you know what? About that, I at least got a theme song and a nickname out of that yeah. whole situation, right? You did. You're not indestructible. If nothing else, <laughs> some things that are guy... worth fighting for. <laughs> take the easy way out. Take the shortcut home. <laughs> Take the easy way out. Dave Z can't be wrong. No. He just loves singing. <laughs> he does. I could do voices, but I tell you. See? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what you should do? You should probably look for a job in audiobooks. Yeah. Audible. <laughs> Audible. You hired? You, do you have to do an IQ test? I got a 134 here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and Lauren, we're going to go in there. We're going to be doing the, the audio book of the honeymooners. They're, they're looking for somebody to do war and peace. 
I want to do the honeymooners, man, just so I can say, one of these days, Alice, you know? Great voice. Yeah. I want you to do the Lethal Weapon 2 audiobook. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Number 20. Redneck Zombies. Trauma. I remember this movie. Okay, you know what? He's wrong. Read the description of that. He's actually never seen the movie or doesn't know anything about Trauma because he says Trauma made this movie. They didn't. Oh, it says Trauma cutting costs by shooting entirely on videotape. Why not? It's what the Rednecks would have done. Now, listeners, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Everything I remember from this movie, because I had this movie, because I only had the R-rated version available at the local video store so i sent away for the uncut version and i'm so glad i did because that's where all the fun stuff is it was made by somebody on the cheap on video and trauma distributed it so they just bought it and distributed like they do they made their own movies and then they would bring movies in and distribute so they didn't make this movie at all the guy the guy that made it cut costs and did it the movie's bad yeah it's got some great gore for Mm -hmm. a no budget movie and it's got a gag that was actually, I don't know if Shaun of the Dead actually ripped it off and they did it in Redneck Zombies first where the the black guy, he kind of throws a girl, she gets totally ripped apart by a group of zombies and he starts mm-hmm. throwing up <laughs> because he can't take it and and, and, he, and they're looking at him and he's like, pretends he's a zombie, he's like, and then they just he just gets out by pretending he's a zombie. Or vice oh. versa, he pretends he's a zombie to get to that girl, and then they start tearing her apart, and then he starts throwing up. But all I know is that he pretended to be a zombie, which I thought was ingenious, because no other oh. movie had done that yet. And in Shaun of the Dead, they all do that, where they all become pretend to be zombies to get by. Yes. So, uh, groundbreaking film, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> See? Just a, a lot. Fest. Top 50, not bottom 50. <laughs> It's not so bad. It's not good, but whatever. I remember seeing it was a one-time, one-take fucker, and, and that was it. Whatever. Uh, okay, here we go. Take a drink. Number 19, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Okay, mm. you, we hate this movie. But yeah, I don't like we, it. But I have nostalgia for it because it was the first one I saw bit. in the theater. And you know what? Even probably the worst or the worst of the Paramount era, I actually think this is worse than part seven. It's still, of course, it's still fun to watch, (laughs) but it's so bad. It's just, you're like, they fucked up even the Jason takes Manhattan part, but I'll still watch it. But I will rate this one about a four out of 10, to be honest. So I I guess, I guess I can understand why he's got it there. I mean, I would have picked, I would have picked Jason goes to hell. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But (laughs) I can understand why this one's there. I can't disagree with it. I guess is where I'm going with it. Well, I guess the listeners now have the answer to the uh, the age-old question. Who took Manhattan better? The Muppets did. <laughs> I told you guys the Muppets did. I, I would, The Muppets take Manhattan's at least a 7 out of 10. That was, the, that was the third one, right? That was the There was the, the Muppet movie, one. the Muppet Caper. The Great the Muppet, Muppet sick, Caper. Yeah, the yes. Muppet take Manhattan. Yes. Yep, yeah. it's at least a 7 out of 10, and it birthed the Muppet Babies. I mean, come on. Muppet Babies. Do, 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 do. Great shit. <laughs> Is everything all right babies. in here? Yes, Nanny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. Okay. 18. You were just talking about this, Christian. Alien versus Predator Requiem. That's shit. I, it's I never it's, saw it's fun shit. I mean, the part that's part fun two. Fun shit. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's bad. mindless action horror. I guess I could give it to him because it is not, it's not yeah. a great movie. But if you want to just mindless put a movie on that you don't have to think about, throw it on in the background, 
Oh, all right. Well, maybe it belongs there. Maybe it doesn't. Okay. 17, Slugs. I know some people love this movie. Okay. I like this. I like it. I don't hate it. Uh, I'd say this is a 6 out of 10 with a couple of kick-ass gore sequences. I have not seen it. I want to see it just based on this picture. of this. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it either. Oh, There's one scene in the movie that forever scarred me. And I didn't even see what? it young, but I'll ever remember. I'll just remember it. Well, this, I just remember the, this guy is jackhammer fucking his girlfriend and it has to stop because he's like an alcoholic and he has to take a drink. He's like, hold on, baby. I just got to recharge my batteries. And then he, he takes a drink and then he falls out or she, he, his leg goes down and a slug instantly gets in. There's slugs all around the bed at this point. Like Ooh. he gets bad shit crazy and it like starts eating into his foot and it just gets gorier from there. Ooh. I can walk. I could watch this movie. And the guy has balls on his chin, Dave. <laughs> oh, then no. No, I then can't watch it. Take it back. Nope, we'll not watch it. I gotta okay. recharge my batteries. <laughs> I'm gonna say that next time I'm having sex with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, of course, I'm just gonna drink water, so that's really not cool. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> 16, Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah, uh, JP. I've never seen a single Leprechaun movie, so I can't make a statement on this. But they, they should probably all be on this fucking list as far as I'm concerned. But Once I don't again, know. you know what you're getting when it's called Leprechaun in the Hood. Why not Leprechaun <laughs> back to the hood? The shittier one. Yeah. <laughs> the shittier hood movie. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, 15, Dracula 2000. I have not seen this movie. It was disappointing. I mean, the guy that played a very forgettable Dracula. Wes Craven produced it. I think Patrick Lussier directed if I'm not mistaken, and uh, the dude from Train Spotty and Sick Boys in it. I forget his oh, real name. Really? Based on what I just read here, I like the twist. And I don't want to say it in case anyone, no one's seen it, but I think it's a cool twist. But whatever. Again, uh, Dracula but... 3000 was worse. <laughs> I, I, I would imagine so. Okay, uh, 14, Night of the Bloody Apes from 1972. <laughs> this picture, the guy looks like the Incredible Hulk. More blood from 72 as well. What the fuck is it with blood in 72? I can't believe it. I've heard of this movie. have never seen it. Never seen it. Okay. Fear.com, number 13. I uh. saw Fear.com. Didn't think it was terrible. Didn't think it was good. Only watched it once and never watched it again. But certainly not worthy of this. I remember one big I... silver ball, and it was really cool. Oh, <laughs> I saw it at the, sh- at the show, and I it was a bore. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm with Brandon. This one I could I could totally give the guy. Yeah. Okay. It, it was so it was pretty bad. That's three. That's three that belong on the list. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number twelve. I saw this for the first time last year or two years ago. An American Werewolf in Paris. Not too terrible. I'm sorry. No. CG, but not terrible. Yeah. No, it doesn't doesn't belong on the list. Not oh. a good movie, but yeah. not a horrible movie. Okay, so we're in agreement there. All right. It seems like it's like, and I see this before. These a lot of these seem like most disappointing. Like they're bad sequels or they're I don't know. It just seems like. They have a star in it that doesn't belong. They should be doing something better. I'm not that mad mm-hmm. at this list, with the exception of a few movies that I actually really like. Like, it's fine. Like, he doesn't like these movies. These are the 50 that came to mind. But there's so much worse. So much worse. Yeah, I agree. Okay, 11, The Creeping Terror, 1964. No clue. Don't know. Yeah, Man. I, I don't know that okay. one either. We no got to go back to our 60s and 70s. How, how could this freaking jabroni know more than us? I don't know. Anyway. Jabroni. Uh, <laughs> What the fuck? I mean, good God. Uh, this, number this 10. Jamoke. Yeah. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> uh, Bertemic, Shock and Terror. There are now festivals that show this movie and The Room, 
you know, so there's a cult following to it. It's like saying Troll 2 is the worst. At this point, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I can, you can give it to him. It's a fucking horrible movie. But obviously, there's some following that got him to make Birdemic 2. I mean, there's so many other movies that you could easily slot in there. It's a bad yeah. movie. There's no, there's no denying it's a bad movie. I've never seen it, but at the same time, I don't mind it being there because of everything I've heard about it. Okay, number nine, Alone in the Dark from 2005. I've never heard a good word about this movie, and I've never watched it. So Christian Slater, Tara Reid, Uwe Boll, or whatever the fuck his name is as a director. Yeah. Horrible. Uwe. Horrible yeah. movie. Based on a video you game, you wouldn't even know it. It's brutal. It deserves to be on the list. There you go. Okay. Eight, The Haunting from 99, the remake. I heard nothing good about this either. No, not that bad. Doesn't deserve to not, be on the not list. Bottom, not bottom 50 bad. Yeah. Okay. Average movie. Bad CGI. Okay. Disney, Disney-esque, but that's about it. Okay. Seven, Monster of Go-Go, 1965. I, Is that a 3D movie? No, I think I'm thinking Robot Monster. I don't know, but listen to this. Most shocking mistake. The bizarre ending, which undercuts all of the tension by simply having the monster vanish and the astronaut turn up in a lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like it belongs on the list. I think I love an ending like that. A uh, monster vanishes and an astronaut shows up in a lifeboat. I don't know. Sounds fun to me. As Manos Hannah, uh, I guess we'll find out because I haven't seen this one. It does seem like it's it, it's probably a shit fest, but um, I'd say Manos Hands of Fate or Hands of whatever Death, whatever that one's called. That one deserves to be on the list. Maybe it is. Let's see. Our right, number six Hobgoblins from '88. Huh. That's Brady's never... nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and yours was Knob Gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Has anyone seen Hobgoblins? No. It, it was... actually just got a, a Blu-ray release recently, but uh, I oh, haven't I... seen it. And people and people like it, so I mean, people fucking love it. Now it's coming out on Blu-ray. Every time some obscure title comes out on Blu-ray, it's everybody's favorite movie. You know? <laughs> it's true. You know it's true. Fuck it every time. Uh, okay. Uh, now this one, I, I this pisses me off. Five. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it is ridiculous because it's a good movie. I saw it in the theater, man. It's it Saturday. is a good movie. I liked it too. So we all like it. Yeah. Okay. Then, then okay. Fuck it. We'll move on. People were pissed off because it wasn't a found footage movie. Whatever. I'll leave it at that. Now this one, good. I'm so glad it's on this list. Number four, Troll Two. Good because it's a piece of shit. Oh, it is. Troll Two is atrocious. It's not so bad. It's good. It's nothing. It's a piece it's of bad. shit. It's bad. It's bad. The fact that it's got a full following is ridiculous. It's I, terrible. I, what a disappointment. What a big disappointment. People pimped this movie to me for two years on the internet. And I rented it, had my brother, my friend over, because we love watching movies that are so bad it's good horror movies. Put it on. I think we laughed one time. It was just fucking bad. There was nothing ridiculous about it that made it so bad it's good. It was oh just bad God. acting. <laughs> it sounds like you were gargling someone's nuts there. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's why Brandon's foaming at the mouth right now. Uh, <laughs> why isn't Troll One on this list? Because Troll, Troll One's one, a piece yeah. of shit too. Yeah, but it's not, it's not as bad as Troll Two. Yeah. Come on, Troll Two oh, is garbage. Troll Two is garbage. Troll Two is garbage. Utter garbage. Oh. Christian, you got your wish. Number three, Manos, The Hands of Fate. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Good. It deserves it. I've never I've never seen it. It's a chore. Okay. 
It's a chore to get through. I did watch oh, well. it, though, because I think it was on the original Mystery Science Theater way back when. I watched it on there, and then I watched it just on its own because I had to watch it without their commentary. And it's a, it's hard to get through. Holy smoke. There you go. Okay. I've never seen it, and I never will. Number two, The Wicker Man, 2006. <laughs> oh, God. People hate this. Another movie. See, this is like the fourth or fifth movie on this list that I've never heard a good word about, so therefore I've never watched it. So... Maybe it belongs in the list, right? I've never given it a fair tr- a shake. I, you know, I did put it on way back when, when I had like the movie network, HBO Canada now, uh, and I turned it off. Then I'd watch the YouTube videos. <laughs> and yeah. you can't help but laugh at the way they edit. Like, Nicholas Cage looks like he's off the fucking rails in this movie. <laughs> Just if you watch those YouTube clips. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! Oh, no, my eyes! Ah! The bees! The bees! The abomination is such a classic. It really is. It really is. Not the bees. That is funny. I am the bees. I am the bees. (laughs) And then they just show him walk up and punch that one lady in the face. It's a, you just watch the YouTube thing if you're going to watch anything about to do with the movie. And <laughs> it, it's a fu- it's entertaining as fucking shit. Like you'll love okay. it. Okay, I, I think I will. See, all right. And number one, ladies and gentlemen, a movie that I've never heard one damn good word about. Another one from the same director, Uwe Boll. This is House of the Dead. Oh, terrible. Terrible, go. terrible. But I'll actually watch that because of how bad it is. That one I'll actually watch because I just scratch my head going. Who thought it was a good idea to edit in the video game segments? Who thought it was a good idea to do the 360 around the character when they died to show, <laughs> to, like, as if they're in the video game? It's just like, yeah. it was such a mess from the get-go that, yeah, it, it's it, it's bad. It, it, you know what? Yeah, it deserves to be on there. And I, there was a wizard in it, apparently, so that's great. Well, you just said it was, it was very bad from the get-go, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh... Jesus. Jeremy, ah. Jeremy, if you're out there, you want to come on our show? All right. So, so I just want to apologize for that Tony Scott. <laughs> Again with fucking Tony Scott. Holy fuck. Well, yeah. I think, <sighs> I think that deserved... I think there was a, a handful. I think he had 10 on there that maybe deserved it. Maybe, maybe even 15 tops. Yeah. But yeah. the rest of it did not deserve to be on that list at all. No. And therefore, he deserved to be shamed. You shamed me. That's it. I mean, you know, exacta mundo. He (laughs) deserved to be shamed. (laughs) Not as much as the guy from last week, but yes, he deserved to be shamed. Okay, all right. So that's that. So emails and voicemails. uh, We have a couple quick voicemails here. And here is the first one. What's going on, guys? It's Matt, the Horror Adonis. First time caller, but I've listened to you guys to the show and since it started. I actually heard a bunch of you guys from 22 Shots, so I'm sure you guys will um, throw some jabs at them for that. But, uh, yeah, I love both of your guys' shows. And just, you know, just to say, because I know you guys have been talking about it like every episode since, but uh, Brandon's your solo cast was dope, man. I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of them, but Brandon's yours was really awesome. So, Ooh. I mean, I know a lot of people hate nice. me for it, but it was really dope. So... Uh, but yeah, I just Thank had a question you. for you guys. Um, what is your favorite horror movie set in or around your hometown? So my hometown is Chicago. So 
Uh, it's really hard for me to pick just one, so I, I kind of cheated on this one. So I went with uh, Child's Play and Candyman. I grew up watching those. I used to run them all the time in the video store. And it's just one of those, it's just those movies that I, I know, they're just so iconic, especially, you know, Tony Todd as Candyman. He just does, he just, you know, knocks that role out of the park. And then, of course, you know, Chucky's just, you know, he's so ingrained in pop culture now and stuff like that. And I used to watch those constantly, um, always, you know, check them off in the video store. So it's really hard for me to pick one. So I'm going to go with Child's Play and uh, Candyman. So I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say about it. I hear what um, Christian's uh, Canadia pick is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, guys, awesome show. I love it. You guys are funny as hell. There's several parts when I'm listening to your show and it just cracks me up. I'm just... I'm just laughing my ass off some of the stuff that you guys say. Um, and it's, the show is really dope. So keep up the good work, guys. I look forward to your episodes whenever they come out. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Nice. Cool, man. Thanks, Thank you. man. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Okay. Credibility uh, well, is uh, suspect, but... <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Brandon's show is great. I do. We just have to bust his balls. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer to the question. There's nothing based in Buffalo. The well, burning. I don't. I, I guess, but is it based in Buffalo? I don't know. The North Tonawanda. I think it is the North Tonawanda, isn't it? That's where it was filmed. But is that where it's based in the in the film? They don't really say Camp Blackfoot. So. Cropsey, is it an upstate New York thing? I guess so. You I could guess. take the burning. I guess I'll take the burning. The I don't have anything set in my hometown. You know, it's not a big town. I have two answers. Because I'm in Jersey, I would obviously say Friday the Thirteenth. But Boom. my hometown is part of the uh, true story behind the inspiration for Jaws. I've said that before. There were yes. shark attacks in, the, in like 1920s or something in Matawan, which is the town I live in, Lake Matawan. And uh, two people were eaten by a shark, and it helped inspire Jaws. In a lake. Yeah, in a lake. <laughs> a shark in a lake. In a lake. Lake really? sharks. You know, those, those, like shark those killer, <laughs> <laughs> like like uh like phoenix sharks. <laughs> one, those were sand sharks. One of those one of those phoenix sharks. Jump the fucking shark. Yeah. Uh, what about Tromaville? Isn't Tromaville supposed to be right next to Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, Tromaville. Yeah, Avenger, man. You know, yeah, you know, I, got, I, got, I, I got to ask you, Dave, because you put a stop to this before, and I'm under the impression that this word just means like a, an idiot. But Jamoke is is this a is this a racial word? This isn't a racial word, is it? I thought it was. I don't think it is. I think it's just somebody with uh, like mental inabilities. Because I'm, I'm I just wanted to refer to Christian as that after his um, his Phoenix shark joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I hate you. And I love you. I think Jamok was a is a racial thing. I think every time I've heard it in my lifetime, I could be wrong though. But doesn't Jamoka have to do with with uh you know like chocolate or you know something That's dark? Mocha. Yeah, mocha. so Jamok is short oh. for Jamoka, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's not. It became slang for someone who lacked mental abilities beyond that of a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing the message again by accident. Okay. Well, anyway, and I, we've, we we had this before because we well we were talking about what was filmed in our right. hometown, and I mean I was born in Toronto, so I gotta have to use Toronto because Oakville, there was nothing that really took place in Oakville. We don't care. Just give your answer. Fuck you. <laughs> this is for Matt. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just noticed that Christian's been talking a fucking lot tonight. I am. Good. He, he starts going, can you come up with the same energy you have at TJF 13? And then he gets all mad when I have the fucking energy. See, you're right. Yeah, true. Well, he's, he's, he's genuinely getting mad. I was joking. I'm, not, I'm getting the energy. That's This is what I do with Vince when I want to fucking choke him to death when he's beside me. Is he into that? No. Did he, he didn't consent did to he it. Listen? Okay. I just start choking. I ask later. Now I know. I know better to ask first. He's a joking jamoke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and you know what? Even that, like Toronto, I'm not sure what set is set in Toronto or not. So I will say, and I, I might be wrong on this, maybe the Changeling? I, I think it's supposed to take place in Toronto. I could be wrong. Maybe, for me? maybe that's supposed to be Chicago, in which case Matt wins, but I'll say Toronto. Okay. <laughs> Good enough for me. Okay. Next, next voicemail. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. Hold on. Yeah, it's really set in Seattle. Fucking... It's set in Seattle. The Changeling. The Changeling. Okay. <laughs> okay. Another <laughs> answer. Well, I'm gonna make one more guess while you're at it. <laughs> you know what? Video drum. <laughs> that is supposed to be Toronto. Of course. It's the go-to answer for anything. <laughs> it anything is Canadian. Video drum. Yeah. <laughs> There's another answer I've got to. Fuck you. <laughs> it's an all-Canadian answer. Okay, here now I'm really ready. Uh, voicemail, hold up. Hey, 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 Exploders. This is BC, Bill Casanelli. Well, I'm calling in to let you know that I've recruited a new listener to the Exploding Heads Horror Podcast. Yeah, her name is Tanya Torrance, and she's from here in the Bangor, Maine area. Kind of funny that her dad's last name is Torrance, and... His first name is John, which can be taken as Jack. So basically, yeah, her dad is Jack Torrance. <laughs> so, Tanya, I thought I'd give you a big warm welcome to the Exploding Heads family, <laughs> especially in the group on Facebook. And uh, you guys, great job last episode with the dark tapes as well as Galaxy of Horrors. Yep, I can't agree more. Watched them both, and uh, you're absolutely right on all your thoughts. Anyway, have a great episode. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> right. Wait, who's well, who's right on all their thoughts? Yeah, all all, we were all over the place. Although we actually kind of equaled out in the end. Yeah, I, I think he's talking about me. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I doubt it. And it's great he brought a new listener. I mean, this is yeah, BC, man. Fucking a, yeah, Tanya Torrance. Love it. Love the name. Isn't that crazy though? Do you think maybe Stephen King knew this guy, her father? You know, I'm based it on him. Not based it, but <laughs> your father's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to kill her at a hotel. <laughs> and she's now on our group page. She's got the shining. Yeah. To answer your question, uh, no. Well, welcome, welcome to welcome Tanya Torrance, the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. If you're ever in Lake Manawan, watch out for them sharks. <laughs> Those sand sharks. If you're ever in Toronto, watch out for video drum. Cool, cool. That's that's really cool. Uh, now, now it's time for our Jim K message. Uh, we got a couple things going along with this here. Um, it, it's there's two questions. I'm going to read them out of sequence because the second one leads to something else. So I'm going to leave. Uh, these guys here have not heard this yet. Check it out. I think Brandon was going to check out Five Across the Eyes and let us know his thoughts. A cliffhanger, or maybe not. Don't remember. Brandon, true. Oh, shit. Uh, it's probably true, but I totally forgot. Okay. Next show. 
Continue. Okay. It was on the topic of bad movies that make you mad, and I just recently checked out Amityville Vanishing Point Legacy and Exorcism. Wow. And nothing came in higher than a 3 out of 10 on my end. Holy shit. Uh, the 22 Shots guys could potentially fill their hall of pain with six or seven entries if they ever got around to doing that series, and they will. Any thoughts from you guys on that series or the recent entries? I know you may touch the first three because they are, in my opinion, the best of the bunch. Pretty scary considering there are 18 films in that series, which is pretty ridiculous, and most are just cash-ins. Wow. Did you guys know about these movies? Yeah. I, I knew that they kept going with these Amityville ones. I didn't know they went that many. Yeah. A lot of them I don't even think are necessarily even related. They just use the Amity. name Amityville. Yeah. That's why. That's why it's bullshit. And that's why I try tell JP all the time. I'm like, you don't even realize what really is Amityville. Because anybody can call it that. So how is that part of the frame? I give them a lot of credit for tackling as much junk as they do. People oh. love it, but I could, I could never do it. No. They love doing it. I mean, it's awesome that they do it because they're fun shows to listen to. But I have no desire beyond the first few Amityvilles to see any of the others. Exactly. I mean, I liked uh, – I didn't mind Dollhouse. We did that for – No, it was okay. For 96 show. Yeah. 96? Yeah, that was the 96 show. Uh-huh. It was okay. Yeah. But... I wasn't invited on that show, so I didn't do that one. Well, you were invited. You just <laughs> – Jeez, I'm teasing. No, but I mean, first one – Second one, which is, in my opinion, probably the best of the batch. 3D is bad, but if you see it in 3D, at least you get uh, uh, the benefit of seeing the 3D. cheesy 3D. Exactly, because that's all that <laughs> has going for it, to be honest. Uh, and then I forget the fourth one because there was a made-for-TV one, and then there was a Awake. There's there's a couple there that I'm not sure what number four is, but the remake is also time? good. Oh, no. The Awakening, I think. Yeah. Oh, is that the new one? I, I get confused. I thought there was an Amity of Ill Awakening, but you might be right. That could be the new one now. And I, yeah. The Evil Awakes. I think that's the, evil the name Awakes. of it. Yeah. Yep. There's that. There's the curse. There's freaking... And the uh, curse was... that. The curse, I think, was the TV one of Evil Awakes. And I can't remember which one part four is in part five. Those came out kind of... Evil Escapes time. is part four. Curse is part five. There we go. It's about time. It's about time is another one about a part watch. Si- part six. New wow. Generation part seven. Dollhouse part eight. There we go. So maybe I should check out the ones considering I actually kind of enjoyed Dollhouse. Maybe the, re- the-, the remake is worthwhile too. Yes. It's a little amped up like jump scare, yeah, jump scare, I, I jump thought, scare. Yeah, the but... remake was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It was, yeah, it was, it was fine. You know, I never saw, I never heard of Vanishing Point or Legacy or Exorcism. I watched one about four years ago, maybe less. It was a found footage one, and it popped up on Netflix. So me being Mr. Found Footage, I wanted to watch it. And it wasn't very good. So, Awakening says it hasn't even been released yet. It says it's not released till June, but it might have gotten an earlier release. But No Escape, no. Exorcism, and Awakening are all within since August of 2016. Yeah, Awakenings is the newer one with Jennifer Jason Lee that kept getting postponed and everything else. Yeah. Okay, so so we don't know. So none of us have seen any of the two. Re- like at the, I saw the one recent one that was found footage, and it wasn't good. And yeah, if we ever do, we're going to do the first three. And that's it. We're going trilogy style, and we're going to leave it at that. But I am curious, you know? 22 Shots, guys, if they ever do them all, that would take forever. They should just have different guest hosts on freaking for, <laughs> for different ones. I'll volunteer to come on and watch like four and five with them. I'll say, <laughs> maybe that's how I'll watch. I don't know. I'll come on to review one or two, part one or two. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm busy. One... I'm busy. 
<laughs> no, you're doing them with me, with us. Exploding Hubs would do wonderful. I, I, can't no, do I know. And then, uh, but they're going to have to cover the one, two, and three again. They'll do them with Jeremy. They don't need you. What do you mean? Don't you, I'm trying to give us an excuse. Did to you watch. say they don't need you? <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> Pretty sure you did. I did. <laughs> they don't, they don't need, need you. They already that was got odd. you. That was a hard. That was a hard J thrown in there. I'm trying not to. I swear. I'm trying to. I'm trying not to be anti-Semitic. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me let me take it to the next question because this leads into something here. Hi, Dave. How's it going? You guys are focusing on slashers, and I was thinking of kills. And it would be cool for each of you two to do each of you two. Sorry, <laughs> someone's yeah, off. Chris, Christian's not here. <laughs> I was thinking it would be cool for each of you to do a top 10 best kills of all time. Maybe part of a special show. You guys have touched on it all throughout the posts. Pardon me. All throughout the pods. But it'd be fun to have an EH definitive list. And there are tons to choose from. Another one from the most consistent and fun pod out there. Well, thank you. Well, Jim K, we are doing one better than that. No, 10 better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and better. We are each going to give our top 20 kills. So, yeah. Boom. I was, can't wait. Now, was this... Are we going into this now? Yes, we're going into oh, it now. Okay, no. I just wanted to ask, was this a harder list for you to make than the other list we're going to be covering later? Yes, but I cheated, so I made it okay. <laughs> okay, because this was hard, and I did not yeah. cheat, and honestly... I could have made four top 20s. Well, well, there's just so many Friday the 13th. I, I mean, I could have listed another six Friday the 13th kills, at least. And I said, nope, I'm going to do two. And the reason I do two, I'll explain it when we get to the list. I, I'm with you. I could have done and, and Check it out. This is not easy to do. And if you talk to us again in six months or three months or nine months or whatever, it might be different. Because most of it came off the top of my head. And then when I started thinking, I started looking at YouTube videos, and then I put a post. But when I put the post on the group page, I had already made my decision, so that didn't affect it. But I was thinking maybe something's going to come out, and it's something that I really forgot. But no, it did not happen. Everybody had good answers, but everything that's on my list is something that I wanted there for a reason. Oh, so, this was so this was so hard. I'm, I'm it, happy with my list, but I felt I feel like you. I feel like we're gonna have such different lists. Oh yeah, it's gonna be completely. I think it's gonna be. I feel like we could potentially not match on like maybe fifteen or sixteen. Oh, I agree, and this is what I think we should do. I think we should each give our first ten, and then react to it. You know what I mean? Round robin away. You like you say your ten, and then we go what? Yes, <laughs> and then you do your ten, you do your ten, then we'll do the bottom ten. Yes, <laughs> just like that. Yeah. And again, I don't even know if this is in proper order. I'd say like maybe my top. No. My top five are maybe in proper order. I, everything else is just like I love these kills. These top twenty kills are just great kills. Yeah. 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 My top one, I knew right off the bat, and it's always been there for a very long time. And then everything else. Is... I had to. Th- I had to think about it. I had to think about every one of them. Well. Let's get into it. This is going to be a lot of fun. And guys, I never cheat. You know that. I never cheat on my list. It says 20. I do 20. But I just couldn't narrow things down. So I did something cool. The way I cheated was good. It's not like, oh, I'm going to give an extra five. I mean, I am, but in, in a different way. <laughs> oh, he's going to be like, five. 
like Friday franchise kills? In a way, but not too. Oh, ridiculous. here we go. Not too ridiculous though. I didn't cheat at all. Yeah, me I either. Couldn't, I couldn't help it. I, there was just too many, and they just they, like I said, it was off the top of my head. So they just got popping, and I'm like, you know what they consider che- cheating to be? They consider it to be taking the easy way out. <laughs> <laughs> so. I can finally live up to my name. Now that I've been accused of taking the easy way out, I may as well really do it. So there, I'm going to do it this week. So uh, who wants to go first? I'll do it. Why not? <laughs> I haven't talked a lot this week, uh, this episode at all. No, no. So I, well I, I love, right I love when you talk a lot. Please do. Okay, so I'm doing my first, the number 20 to number 11, right? The t- first rock top and, 10. Yeah, rock all and right. roll. Yeah, that sounds good. Number 20. Sleepway camp, curling iron up the old vazoo. <laughs> Number 19, the omen, decapitation. Nice. Number 18, demons, rosemary slash candy's death. You know, she took off that mask and scratched herself. Candy, because of that scratch, she became a demon, an instrument of evil. That one, where the boil pops and, and it's just gross. And then the teeth come out, the nails come out. Oh, just awesome shit. Number 17, wow. Day of the Dead, the zombie munching of Private Rick Rickles. You almost Rose? killed Rickles. Yeah. Oh, Rickles. No, Rickles, man. <laughs> oh. When his no. face, when his head gets pulled off and it's still screaming and it kind of just goes into that high pitch as the vocal cords kind of get pulled with it. Oh. Fucking brilliant. Some of Tom Savini's best work. Uh, number 16, Dr. Butcher, M.D., the eye gouge. It's Ooh. yeah. He gets a double eye gouging. It's gross. And I love it. I haven't it. seen that. I haven't seen that movie. Number 15, dead alive. The old punch through the mouth. <laughs> There's so many great deaths in that movie. And it, it comes right after a scene that you can't, you don't think is going to be able to be topped. When that guy comes through the, the dumbwaiter or whatever like that, and his whole half of the lower part of his body has been chewed away. And he falls down, a girl's screaming, puts her hands up to the face, and then that zombie hand punches right through her head. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, number 14, Hellraiser, Frank being torn apart. Jesus wept. Probably awesome. Hellraiser 2, because you see it a little bit more. Yeah, at the right, exactly. You know what I mean? You yep. see that extra shot. Number 13, Hatchet, the head part, the head getting ripped apart. Mm-hmm. Opened up like a can. Oh, it's great. Uh, yeah. Number 12, The Fly 2, head being crushed by the elevator. It's some of the carnage that happens. Like the fly is not directly responsible for indirectly responsible for that. <laughs> it's great. Wow. Uh, best part of that movie. Uh, number 11, street, ta- street trash. The fat guy exploding. <laughs> nice. Wow. Wow. Dude. So good because I forgot all about that street trash kill. Yeah. It, that movie uh, has honestly, tons of great kills in it. We're, we're, oh yeah. Great movie. We should review it one day. No you know I've never seen Street Trash. Oh, you got we got to uh, see it. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're, we're I'm embarrassed reviewing. to admit that. We're reviewing that fucker. I'll tell you right now, uh, t- Christian. Let me. Were these off the top of your head or no? Were you just thinking of great gore and then just went with it? I, I, I admittedly, I, I you when you when you're sitting down to write this list, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, other than Friday the Thirteenth, what the fuck else? Like, I mean, because those are the ones that were popping in my head. Friday Thirteenth, Nightmares, yeah. and all that. I'm like, okay. I got it. I got it. So I went and I looked at my collection of movies and I just looked at my horror movies and I looked at it that way. I'm like, okay, great. I need. And then there was a couple of things I go, I like, I went into, I like this type of death. 
I need to have one or two of these in there and whatever. And then I go, well, that's the best one. So, and some of those will show up in the, the top 10. So nice. Right. No, great. I mean, you got a great gory stuff and I freaking very good. Very good. But you reminded me of some things that I forgot, you know? Like oh, I think all of our kid. lists are going to do that, man. I think that's that you're going to be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I Jason don't know. Lloyd, Jason Lloyd did that intruder one. And I, I think I, I said I was going to put intruder on there. And I'm like, ah, well, now I can't because he, he listed it on that, on that page. That's a great kill, man. That kill was is just phenomenal. The, the bandsaw? Yeah. Going through the head? I'll admit, when making my list, I immediately drew a blank. I couldn't think of any kills. <laughs> so I researched and researched and probably had a list of about 90 kills. And I was just like... How do I narrow this down? This was this was by far the hardest list. And I'm not even 100% confident in my list, but I do love these kills. So I guess I'm going second. <laughs> okay, number 20. Rawhead Rex peeing on the cop. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, number 20 for me awesome. is the blob, the kid in the sewer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely terrifying, shocking death. Good stuff. Number 19, and I'm glad Christian actually had it as number 20, but Judy with the curling iron from <laughs> Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Nice. Okay, number 18, City of the Living Dead. The girl in the truck whose eyes start to bleed, and then she starts puking out her guts. Great, great. Awesome. Great death. Number 17, Death Proof. The whole chicken scene, but more specifically, the tire to the face. Yeah. Great kill. Mm -hmm. uh, number 16, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Mallet. Oh, iconic. It's, it, oh. It, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's iconic and it's it's not really gory, but when he's like basically having a seizure on the ground, oh, it always freaks me out when they start twitching after they get hit on, when they oh. get bopped. Ooh. Yes. Number 15, uh, Day of the Dead, Captain Rhodes. Nice. He, it's, it, they just keep topping Joke it. Joe. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Number 14, Zombie 2, eyeball scene. Yeah. Yep. Fulci and those fucking eyeballs. Yeah, I have a lot of Fulci on here. Speaking yeah. of Fulci, number 13, The oh. Beyond, The German Shepherd. Ah. <laughs> Great. Nice. Uh -huh. Number 12, Dream Warriors. Primetime, bitch. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Nice. And number 11, Toxic Avenger Bike Ride. <laughs> the kid. That's freaking yep, the awesome. Kid. The song. The song that kicks in there is just yeah. phenomenal. Don't forget to put okay. your helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, in, I'm, a, I'm at a real disadvantage going last because mine are already coming up. But – my list is actually kind of different than your guys. Number one, because I cheated. But, but number two, I didn't just go. And I really, and most of the reason is because I, of my memory. I was trying to think of great gory scenes. And you guys picked out some great ones. A lot of times I can't remember the gory scenes exactly. But I, 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 I'm more prone to remember the sequences that led up to it. And the death itself. Like, I don't know. Let, let me explain it. And you'll probably get what I'm talking about. Like, it's a, little a, bit great, a great death doesn't necessarily have to be gory. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. I didn't remember. Yeah. Like, I, have got, I have a real mix here. Some are gore and some are the sequence of it. So, yeah. Okay. Now, let me start off by saying this. This kill right here, it's not on the list. 
if they didn't make that piece of shit movie, fucking colon resurrectum, then Michael being beheaded at the end of H2O would be on this list because it's amazing, amazing sequence, amazing who kills him, how Laurie does it, the, the, the head rolls off, the credits roll, brilliant, 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 and they shit all over it by making resurrectum. And that's a damn shame. So I, this they can't make the list because of that. Because it's it, and it, Laurie being killed by Michael in Resurrectum was the only good minute of that fucking film. But it's yeah. a pretty good film. It's a pretty good kill. But that's they're a great not beginning. The, that's a great yeah. beginning. <laughs> but I'll <laughs> leave it at that. Movie. Yeah, totally. Number twenty is um, <laughs> Wentworth, played by Ted Danson, killed in Creep Show by Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Just because it's such a clever way to kill somebody, to bury their head in the sand, for Stephen King to think of that, I think is brilliant. That's a great one. Dude, that shot they show of him when, you know, he's obviously like in an an aquarium or something, but he's underwater and he's going, and you see Ted Danson sitting there, that fucking sits with me hard every time I see it. Yeah, that's a great choice. It is a great choice, man. Thank you, thank you. Now, number we've we've said this one. Nineteen is is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, with the mallet. Uh, it's the whole setup. It's when he comes in and the pig noise and the the noise it makes when it hits him in the head. That that freaking yeah. noise it makes and the convulsion. But the thing that gets me the most, and it doesn't really count for the kill, but the thing that gets me the most is right door after slam. when he pulls him in and the door slam. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I didn't mention I didn't mention that, but that that whole oh. scene is just iconic. That fucking sequence. Now here's where my cheating begins. I was thinking about Saw. And the first thing I thought of was the pendulum kill in the beginning of Saw 5. When the guy is laying down on the table oh. and the, the, the pen, and, it, and it cuts yeah. up his fucking guts. I love it. But then I felt bad leaving other Saw kills out. <laughs> so I added. That's why this happened. I was like, you know what? That kill just might have been just as good. I'm so, glad you're doing this because I pulled my Saw kill off the list. Okay, well, I threw in the rack from Parks. Yes, that was the one I took off the list. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. That's I love an the amazing rack. Kill. And I have to throw in the bear trap, the reverse bear trap, yeah. because yeah. it's they show it through the whole damn franchise, yeah. and you it's... only get a taste of it in in most of the movie. It's kind of cool, the, but it's not a kill. We finally see it used when Jill gets it. Yeah. And th- the saving grace of freaking Saw 7, which we were shitting on earlier, especially me, is when... The, and the, the gore of it, the way it looks, the aftermath of her getting blown, fucking yeah. uh, is great. Is great. So I, I, I cheat. Now, 20, number... the aftermath of me getting blown. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking nauseating. Jerry's face never looked better. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew I wasn't gonna get by, but as soon as I said getting blown, I knew no one was letting me let that slide. But the joke's on Jerry now, so it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Not just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Not that just a joke. Our children. <laughs> oh. Oh. Jerry, now you gotta come at us, bro. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Number 17. It was just spoiled, but the intruder death. And I didn't even see Jason wrote that down. <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, no, I don't give a shit. Whatever. The bandsaw kill with that fucking guy's head. Oh, oh my God. It's been a while since Christian's done that to you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you're right. He is known to do that. It's been a while since he's done that. Back. Yeah, sure. I'm back, cool. everybody. That's right. <laughs> Cronin um, turd. Nice. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Cronin turd. Crappuccino. Okay. Uh, 2019. 18. Okay. Number 16 is another straight up gore scene. 
which we just recently talked about, and I was gushing over it when we saw it. It's the Prowler. It's the pool scene in the Prowler. I think it's yeah. fucking amazing. Love that scene. It's Love awesome. the blood continuing to flow at the end of it. The slicing. The whole thing is amazing. Number 15 is Carrie's mom. The way she gets killed at the yeah. end of Carrie. Mm-hmm. But all the nice flying at her and the, the the drama of the scene and how she ends up, you know, with the, with, with the crucifixion thing and all that. It's such a heavy emotional and scary at the end, the way she looks. The whole, I don't know, it's just, it just creeps me the fuck out. Now the next one is another, it's a twofer. It's it's one of them I'm taking from a Christian's list. It's the omen. It's when, when the, the glass lights off in the beheading, Ooh. which completely comes out of nowhere. And it's amazing, right? And the year this movie was made, you weren't seeing things like that. Such a creative thing. Awesome. But here's the kill nobody talks about, and it resonates with me heavy every time I watch this film. And it's Omen 2, uh, Trapped Under Ice. It's that oh. sequence when the guy Metallica? is freaking on. Un- yeah, exactly. Trapped Under Ice. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I love how he just brings it. I love it. <laughs> But you guys know what I'm talking about. Are you, are you familiar with yeah. that scene when the guy, when they're playing hockey and the guy's under and the current's taking him and he's, could you imagine being there and, and hitting the freaking ice and you're under and people are looking down at you? It it, it fucks with me hard. Every time I see it, I think it's brilliant. <laughs> Jack Hammer fucks you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you the old Lex steel, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. You know what you're talking about here, huh? <laughs> Lex Wow. Why do I do it to myself? Yeah. Whenever I drop a porn star's name, it's got to be a male voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got the old... Jenna uh, Jameson, he's talking about... Peter North, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it shows how old Christian is. Nine West? Don't need to <laughs> okay, number 13 is Hannibal Lecter when he finally gets to kill in Silence of the Lambs. When he freaking gets oh. that guy... The whole sequence and the freaking orgasmic look on his face as he's fucking slicing it. He's like, huh, huh, huh. And of course, the aftermath when they finally come in there yes. and, and, and see what he does is all great. But I've always loved the way he looks when he's freaking slicing that guy up. Oh, it's just, it's brilliant. It's like you wait all movie to see Hannibal kill somebody, and he does, and it's beautiful. Now, next, <laughs> now we go into Friday the 13th at number 12. Um, the first thing I thought of, believe it or not, was Pamela's kill in in, in, in the original, the beheading. Because in 1980, uh, it's an iconic scene. It's just something, it's always, it's just a heavy scene for everything that's going on, you know? Uh, so because I did that, uh, again, I felt bad. So I had to throw in uh, Jason X. I had to throw in the freaking face smash, the the, the, yeah. the frozen face. BC's I favorite. Had to, BC's favorite? Yeah. yeah. It's freaking fantastic. I had to, Jason's death himself in the final chapter, sliding down the machete, the whole freaking thing. Oh, you really cheated, Ace. you son of a bitch. Here. Yeah, you've already done like 47 <laughs> move kills already. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, look at his face. He got all sheepish there. He's like, oh. I do feel bad. Look sheepish. I'm going to, uh, there's one more I'm going to leave it off because someone else is going to probably use it. If they don't, then I'm going to bring it in. That's how I'll do it. Okay. So I'll, I'll use it. Okay. 11. Is this 11? Yeah, 11 has also been said. It's the, the dog attack in the beyond. Nice. Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah, love man. it. I mean, it's, I love that scene. So there you go. That's, there you go. These are good lists. I like them. This is fun. Like All right. 
Well, here we go. My top 10, so to speak. The other 10. So number 10, <clears throat> Phantasm 2. The ball slicing off the priest's ear and then drilling into his head. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Number nine, High Tension. The cement saw sequence at the end. Just yep. brutal and amazing. Uh, number eight, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1, Tina's Death. Everybody talks about everybody talks about Johnny Depp getting pulled through the bed, but what scared the shit of me as a kid, and I wasn't even, I told you, I was like probably 13 when I saw this on video across the neighbor's house, was seeing Tina pulling off Freddy's face outside of the skeleton face, which scared the absolute shit out of me. This is after I was already freaked out with his extended hands, and then her getting <laughs> ripped Pulled up, sliced, and pulled up the wall across the ceiling. I was traumatized. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. Uh, number seven, Jason Lives, police chief, getting folded over. <laughs> I always love that kill. I think there was a lot of there was a lot of sharp blunt instrument play in all the Friday thirteenth before that. And Jason Lives, of course, shifts it where he uses a lot more of his hands. Whether you like that or not, I mean, he used his hands in part three, popped someone's eye out, but I mean, and he crushed someone's face in the, in the shower in part four, but he's doing foldings, he's doing a lot more shit uh, in Jason only Lives. Thing is, only thing is, in Jason Lives, he's using his gloves. Yeah. <laughs> his weak, his no, weakened warrior the, gloves. The best kill in Jason Lives is when he... Uh... He forces RVs. a guy to motorboat him in his bitch tits. He drowns, <laughs> he drowns him in his bitch tits. Bitch tits, Jason. That's no. who we should interview. Has anyone ever interviewed bitch tits, Jason? Yeah. Dan Brown or whatever his name was? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Forget CJ. We got Dan Brown. Yeah. Bitch tits. Over here. Got some questions for you. He's probably uh, dead. Number six. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, Philip the Marionette. Brilliant. Fucking great death. Great oh, death. Man. Number five, Friday the 13th. And this one was difficult. And I chose it because it was not Jason killing. It was Pamela killing. So that was how I differentiated my, my Friday the 13th kills. And I chose Annie's slit neck. Because oh, I, I love, love I love <laughs> slit necks as a death. <laughs> And I think yes. this is one of the best ones ever. I did I have as Jack, a fetish. As a fetish, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> Pull me a necktie. Uh, I love, um, I love Jackson. I, I was, I had Jack's arrow through the neck, but I said, you know what? I don't have a slit neck, and I got to put what I think is the best slit neck, and that's Annie. Have a... <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting at home, like, be happy to give like, you one. The kids are walking by. He's like, yeah. kids, I don't have a slit neck. <laughs> <laughs> Number four is the thing. The chest defibrillator of death. Oh my god! When I saw that, you might need a defibrillator. Yeah. The chest defibrillator. Fuck you. When I saw that, my like my mouth dropped. It was just fantastic effects. They. Yeah, like, oh, just amazing. Number three, yeah. opera. Uh, the peephole gunshot. Uh, Absolutely uh, beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. Number two, scanners. The exploded head had to be on there, man. And it's amazing. And number one, yeah, it might seem cliche, but it fucking still to this day is amazing. And that's the psycho shower scene. And I put it on there. I don't care how iconic it is and how everybody knows it. It's a fucking fantastic kill. And awesome. I just love the way it's nice to see a good mix of 
iconic kills, gory kills, and just fun kills. Like, these lists aren't, like, because if you were saying, if they were saying do a list of your top 20 favorite goriest kills, this list would be completely different. True. But yeah. we're mixing it up, right? Yeah. yeah. Great list. Uh, and wait till I get to my 10. Man, we have a lot of like now. I just, <laughs> that's, that's my, that's, that's what happens when, when you go third. I'm going uh, first. Yeah, we got, <laughs> we got some in common and some that I'm sure, Dave, you might have. I don't know. But oh, sure. I wouldn't doubt it. All right. So my number 10. Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, sleeping bag kill. Yeah, come on, that's a great, it's a <laughs> fucking awesome. iconic kill. That's awesome. I gotta tell you something about the sleeping bag kill. I've been waiting for the opportunity to do it. I was gonna wait till we finally reviewed it, but since we're talking about it, do you realize that that kill? What's really happening in that kill? Jason pulls the the, the girl out of the tent, picks her up, and actually picks her up by her head, and is only really hitting her feet up against the tree. <laughs> it's a big mistake and nobody knows it unless really? you're a fucking fanboy like me and you've seen it too many times yep watch it again it's crazy yeah so, so in all... essence he's probably broke her neck that's true yeah he still uh, yeah he, I mean you, it would still kill the fuck out of somebody grab somebody by the head and freaking <laughs> <laughs> and having yeah. said that too as as we all know it was a, it was uh, originally supposed to be five and in fact the censorship is what made it iconic in the sense of one yeah. just Fast slam against a tree, dead, done, and it works so much yeah. better because when you do see the work print uncut version, it just goes on too long and it, it actually takes the fun out of it. I agree. Yeah. Yep. All right, number nine. Speaking of a movie Dave has not seen, Maximum Overdrive Soda Machine Kill. <laughs> awesome. I will even extend this kill into the steamroller kill. Yeah, man. And those are the two that were censored be, that you, you need to, like, I want to see. I've seen scenes where the guy's head's ballooning up from the welt that happens before it pops. Yeah. You just see the aftermath. Yeah. Dave, you got to see this movie. I'll it's, see it. At least just for this scene in particular, even though it's cut. Okay. Um, I'll, okay. I'll definitely watch it. Number eight, Maniac Shotgun Scene. <sighs> Brilliant. Nice. Number seven, Suspiria's opening kill, the stab and hang scene. Awesome. awesome. Iconic. Beautiful. Number six, the omen decapitation. Nice. nice. Yep. Wow, popular. Number five, Scanners, exploding head. Nice. Wow, two exploding heads in your top ten. Yeah. Nice. So far, who knows? Wow. Number four, I'm sure the jokes will come right after I say it. Sleepaway Camp 2, Allie's Kill. <laughs> Fucking love it. Allie's Kill, what, the shit? Yeah. Yeah. Drowning in liquid shit, just with the whole dialogue and everything. It's such a great kill. <laughs> You're a and shitty leeches. camper. You're a shitty <laughs> camper. You have a shitty attitude. <laughs> you, you pissed your life down the drain. <laughs> Something like that. Awesome. For a leech like you. Uh, right, right, number, right. Number three might be a little shocking, but it's a film that... I don't know. We've talked about it a lot, and after rewatching it a bunch of times, it's really a very shocking kill, and that's Buddy's kill in Halloween Three. Nice. That's oh, a good kill, man. That's nice. it's a great kill. And it's it's absolutely terrifying. I'm not a big insect person, so I don't like it. Yep. Number two, Nightmare on Elm Street. Tina. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I also nice. chose Tina over Johnny Depp. Nice. For the same reasons. Absolutely terrifying. And just thinking about the way that that whole kill was, was filmed and shot was just, I was like, this needs to be 
highlighted. Yep. And number one, to me, when I think of kills that are like the most terrifying to watch on screen, actually like freaks me out seeing it is is Quint in Jaws. Awesome. Good. It's horrifying. Yeah, yeah it is horrifying. Horrifying. Poor Quint. Very good, man. Very good. And that's Fuck another me. shout out to Jerry because Jaws because Jaws is his favorite movie. There you go. Grab nice. ass. Come face Jerry. <laughs> Grab ass and. <laughs> well, I have very few left that have not been said. Luckily, I cheated, so that's why that that's O two got in there. So holy shit. Okay, number ten. Let the right one in. The sequence at the end where he's being held on, in the pool, yeah, and you see the feet going across the. It's a great. Room. It's a great scene. It was all. Ah. It was all the kills that were mentioned here, for the most part. I can't think of any that there might have been a few that weren't even on my original list, but that one was like in contention till the end. I love it. And then the head coming in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great sequence. Oh, I I love it. God, that movie. Awesome. Okay. Now, number nine is a Halloween trifecta. (laughs) (laughs) One of them was H3, Buddy's Kill. Nice. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I think I know the other two. Oh, go ahead. Try to guess. All right. It's got to be the original iconic Michael killing his sister. Right. The intro. Yes. The intro. The intro. And I'm going to go with the one that I cut, part two, the hot tub scene? No. I'm, it's also from the original. It's the Bob kill. It's the whole oh. fucking you know, nailed okay. up against the wall. Yeah. Linda, okay. you asshole. That whole fucking <laughs> thing. It's not Bucky okay. getting electrocuted in part four? No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Bucky. Nope. <laughs> it's not freaking, what's his name, Strode? Freaking blowing up with the Death Star in part six? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm on the phone to the police. Don't you even think about leaving. <laughs> Power station Bucky? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, it's the trifecta. I love that Bob scene. I think it's amazing. I fucking love everything about it. Nailed to the wall in the aftermath with him looking. And oh. it works so well with the music. And when, and when they're showing him going back and forth and just Michael grunting. and sh- Oh, man, it's fucking amazing. But yeah, I'm glad someone else highlighted that Halloween three because I think that is amazing with that guy with, with yeah. the little buddy. Holy fuck! Okay, um, number nine, City of the Living Dead. The uh, the girl with the eyes it, bleeding and puking out the guts. Is this number eight? You mean? Pardon me, number eight. Yes. Okay, not just yep. okay. Yeah, number eight. Great, great kill. Again, goes on. Brandon. Goes on forever. Yeah, he's got four number nines. <laughs> it does go on forever. <laughs> it does, and that's what makes it great. Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. So that was eight, right? Okay. So seven is Frank from Hellraiser. It's already been said. Jesus wept. Fucking awesome. The whole setup is awesome. The hooks, the amazing. Um, better in part two or whatever. <laughs> Number six is Jaws. Now, I, it's a twofer. I, I do have I do have Quint on there. Oh. But truth be told, if I'm picking. Open it. Uh, the helicopter opening. in part two. the opening has always has always terrifying terrifying it is her reaction it it seems so real to me yeah she she has pure terror on her face that's that's like real terror that's like one of the best acted scenes ever right and the idea to have her being thrushed around that way yeah carrying her and it's at night and it's in the water and it's dark and it's they're all alone it's just a brilliant way to start a film and scary cool Um, that was six, right? Yes. Okay. Number five, scanners. Exploding hey, head. My number five. <laughs> of course. Oh, really? 
Number four, Captain Rhodes. Choke on it. <laughs> Rickles, man. His voices Fuck. again. Thank you. See, not bad. Watch Fucking Rhodes awesome. and then watch Rickles, and then you pick the best one. Choke Rickles on it. Rickles is great, too. Yeah. With the uh, eye and the oh, whole Oh, yeah. Part. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dawn, Day of the Dead. Fucking amazing. Day, Please don't Day ever make that face again. And, and, the, and the Prowler. <laughs> Day of the Dead and the Prowler. Fucking Savini. I don't care what anybody says. Those are just two best works. Next is number four, Nightmare on Elm Street. And you guys did the same thing I did. I ended up going with a twofer, but both of them are on the list. But the first thing I thought of was Tina. I've always loved that Tina death. I, I love when you see the four things cut at once, the four yeah. slices, and the blood yeah. fill up, and her floating, you know, not floating, but her on the ceiling and being dragged across it. And then when she drops and the blood splashes on Ra, the whole sequence I think is incredible. And again, you, I think you said it, Christian. Everybody always talks about Johnny Depp. And it is cool. You don't really, you see him get sucked in, then you see all that crazy blood, which is kind of outlandish. It's cool. I understand why people like it. But Tina's has always been the one that that's resonated strongly with me. Her I think scream, it's... her scream, like that oh, scene yeah. is is horrifying to watch. Like, is the other one Greta's? Yep. No, the other one is actually <laughs> Phillips. No, it's not Greta. Oh, that's awful. That fucking choking. You are what you eat. Oh. Want to suck face? Bon appetit, oh. bitch. Yeah, that's fucking great. Uh, no, Philip. Philip is the other one. Amazing. Oh. Amazing. Everything about it with the tendons, the four cuts, you don't know what he's doing at yeah. first, and then next thing you know, he's doing it. And it's like, when I see this movie the first time, it's with the first time you see that kill, you know that this, that this movie is taking you to a place you haven't been before. Because the series wasn't like that before. I had never seen a kill like that before that was like, just the way it was presented, it took that series to a new place, and that movie was just fucking amazing. So, so that too. Yeah. And then... Number two is Psycho, the shower scene. Of course, what else can you say? It is freaking amazing, and I love that movie. And the way it's shot, the way the musical cues with it, everything is brilliant. And number one, it's always been my number one, maybe not since the first time I saw it, but for a very long time, it's the two-fur kill in Suspiria, the opening scene, because it's everything. You get gore. You get sequence and you get beauty in the same thing. It's like the perfect thing. You get the heart opening up in the stabbing yeah. scene. You get the gore. You get the beauty uh, of the way it's shot and the glass, the way beauty it breaks. Of a, the beauty of a woman who can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you get wow. that. Go ahead and apologize for my most recent joke. <laughs> Good God. Good God. An amazing fucking scene, and the twofer, and the hanging, and and the, the the guts hanging, and the reveal of the of the girl at the end. It's a two for one, a, an amazing thing. I, I love everything about that that film and, and that shot. So, and yes, my other kill was the from Friday the Thirteenth was the Annie throat slit. Matter of fact, I picked it as my favorite all time kill in the series. Um, banana leaves years ago and people they were surprised like that's your favorite kill a fucking throat slit yeah i go but it looks perfect especially since blue the way the blood how red it looks it, it's yeah. it's it's like the perfect freaking throat slit love it so there we go man that was fun beautiful man <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. kudos stuff. to us 
Nice. Christian and Brandon's top 20, Dave's top 74. (laughs) Yeah, but in retrospect, it made sense because uh, me going last, all my thunder got taken away and almost all of them. So there. So ha. All right. So that is our list. Hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun putting it together. We will be right back with our triple R's, a whole mess of reviews. So we'll see you on the other side of the bumper. Boom. Triple R's. Triple R's. Here you go. We're giving you a whole bunch of reviews of this show. Uh, 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 this time we watched a lot of the same movies. We don't always do that when we do our, our uh, you know, round-robin reviews. But this time we did. So uh, we're, we're each going to be able to give a grade and a little bit of insight on each of these movies. I think we each have six, maybe seven. But we're going to give some, uh, we're going to make it as quick as possible, but keep, you know, make it go as thorough as possible as well, if that's possible. How many times am I going to say possibly? <laughs> basically, we got yeah. a handle on this. Yeah, you had basically. a basically moment like I did last right. week or two weeks ago. You're basic. Well, okay, so. Who's going to take the lead? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dave looks like he wants to. David I is. I take care less. Okay, I'll go, I'll go first. Because I'm going to go first when we do movies. So. Okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll go first because mm. we talked about this ahead of time, and one of the films I'm reviewing, and I'm going to start with it, is a film that I know – Neither of you two saw, so I'll be able to bang my first one out. Hey. <laughs> and the film is 2017 film called Sorceress. Now, this showed up mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. Caught my interest. I decided to check it out. Super short film. I'm talking this film runs 68 minutes. Wow. 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 Really short. Okay. So the description, a young woman raised in the U.S. returns to her birth country in Eastern Europe, which is Russia, after a devastating tragedy, which happens to be the death of her mother. Questioning her sanity and her sexuality, she starts believing she possesses supernatural powers. Now, for a 68-minute film, this is incredibly slow-paced, more of a character study. The girl who is the lead in this, her name is Nama Cates. She's also the writer and the director of the film. So I got to give her credit right off the bat. That's I'm always impressed when when people take on that task. Yeah. You know, the triple threat. And she and she yeah. does a good job in in the performance. One of the things I don't like is the other lead girl. You can tell her main language is in English, and I'm noticing that in a bunch of films lately. And obviously you can't have some subtitles and some non-subtitles because these two are having a romantic relationship throughout this film but her English is broken and it just, I mean, I guess in a way it makes it seem a little bit more real, but it makes it seem a little sloppy. Now this girl believes she's a sorceress because her mother believes she was a sorceress and she basically believes in, in the stars and she worships this, um, this guy named Giordano Bruno, who was a 16th century poet, mathematician, astronomer. So basically she He's like her god. So she's always reading books about him and quoting him throughout the movie and reading books on witchcraft and all that. She believes she has the ability to make things happen simply with her thoughts. So you see throughout the movie when she's sleeping, she keeps the TV on because she wants to keep her thoughts quiet. Now, the one thing the movie does that I wish they hadn't done is they show one little scene where you see books flying off a shelf You hear piano playing without anyone touching it, basically giving you the idea that she does possess some sort of powers. 
Now, I prefer they didn't do that because everything else that's discussed throughout this film is left up to the viewer in terms of whether she's mentally ill, whether she has powers, whether it's, whether it's a combination of, of both. Now, the best part of the film was the score. The score was fantastic. The lead actress, I thought, did a very good job. It doesn't give you enough in the end of in the way of closure, but that's okay. There's still enough there where it's intriguing. You care enough about this character that it's intriguing enough, but I wish there was about another 15 minutes to this movie. And that's a theme that's happening a lot. There's two themes I'm noticing with 2017 films. First, incredibly short running times. Yeah. Almost too short. Incre- it's incredible how many yeah. films I've been watching that are an hour and 10 minutes. I've, I've never seen anything like it. They, it they is all crazy. Need- they need like 10, 15 more minutes each of these films. Even yeah, the bad I, ones. Even the bad ones. True, uh, but I, I would I would rather have that than have them 15 minutes too long. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like the the ones that I've been watching that are 15 minutes too short, if they had an extra 15 minutes, right, could potentially change change the film yeah. greatly. Sorry That's for true. that like 40 minute pause, but you know, <laughs> yeah, the film the film looks beautiful. The score is great. It, it's it's short. I definitely recommend checking it out. I don't think it's for everyone. It really borders more on drama fantasy, but it does have horror in the description. So for that reason, I checked it out. It's not a great film. I don't think people are going to come in as high as I am. But I really have to give it to the lead star for for that triple threat, that directing, writing, and starring. You know, I don't want to say anything bad. I'm interested to see what she does next. I give it a 6 out of 10. All right. It's prime, you say? Yeah, it's on Prime. It's it's very it's there's nothing catchy about the artwork. It's a very low budget film, but it's shot nicely and it, just check it out. It's literally sixty eight minutes. So nice, I'll check it. it, it. It's it, it's <laughs> worth checking out. I'd be interested to hear what others think. It's a super slow burn for sixty eight minutes, but I want to know people's thoughts on the film as a whole. Cool, cool. All right, all right. Now I'm going into mine. This one comes off the list. The 13 uh, found footage list. Uh, I'm keeping up with it. Uh, this one is Home Movie. It's uh, The description is, In the remote woods of upstate New York, David and Claire Poe are attempting to live an idyllic life. However, their twin children's bizarre behavior might just tear the family apart. This is from 2008. I've seen this before. Of course, I watched it again for the show because it was on that list. And speaking of lists, this movie itself was on my found footage challenge list. So I'm guessing we've all seen it, unless Christian didn't get his hands on it last year. I don't know. Either way, uh, I like the movie. I liked it then. I like it now. It's a pretty simple story. It's just, for the most part, it's the four of them. And you kind of find out midway through the movie, not even midway, but later on, it's like you find out that this guy is actually like a Lutheran uh, preacher. Yeah. And he's kind of weird. You know, um, it's like he's... He's reading books to the kids, and he's doing the voices. It just seems like he tries too hard to baby his kids. He's, he's a little bit of a weirdo. And and the, the wife is a psychologist, and she knows that something's wrong with the kids. I mean, they both know, but I think that he doesn't want to face it. You know, he gets mad that they're playing ball, and uh, the, the kid throws a rock at him when they're playing ball, and he stops the videotaping. And, of course, another reason he's weird, he's always videotaping. Just one of these. Just it's just a weird thing. Of course, it makes the movie, but you know, she does a video diary because she's a psychologist and she's talking about her children and what's going on. But these two kids, they're they're a boy and a girl, and they're they're twins, and they they almost have their own language. 
they're very secretive. They yeah. do bad things, right? You don't know why. They're, they're, like, the, the they situation. got their own secret clubhouse. Yes, no parents allowed in yeah. the clubhouse, and they don't want them to come in. It's just there's some things that, you know, the kids are getting too old for certain things, like sleeping in the bed with them and sleeping together, I should say, because they're a boy and a girl. And, yeah, you know, uh, at one point it seems like they're even capable of teleporting in, in, in a way. They're up to no good. Something's up, you know. There's something going on with the family pets. Uh, there's a cat. There, there's some fish. It, it just things get. There's a frog. <laughs> a frog. Yes. It just gets worse and worse as it goes on with with this kid's behavior and and the way they're handling it. You know, her being a psycho psychologist and him being a man of the cloth. Yeah, it's um, like science versus religion. I thought that yes. was a pretty cool dynamic. It really was. It's a really interesting film. I mean, you you just get into this family and what's going on and. It's a good watch. I enjoy it. I, I really like how they how they wrap it up. You know, uh, they do the whole thing later on with uh, leave this house in, in in Christ, and they they try to yeah. do like, like an exorcism type thing. You know, um, you know what I I'm, also liked. I'm sorry it. to interrupt, but it was the fact that all the these scary events seemed to all take place on like major occasions, birthdays, right. and and you know, all, you know, they did right. that intentionally, which is That's, which is really cool and creepy. You know what? You just answered my question when I said earlier, why are they always videotaping? It's always a holiday. Yeah. So I answer, so that even makes the movie even more, you know, legit. So uh, there's a biting man in the closet. Is it that too legit to of, quit? Cut yeah. it out. I still, I, I, Christian, I, you, you didn't see it? I still remember. No, no, I haven't seen it. No. So okay, I, well, I, I haven't done any of that obscure challenge other than Lost Pigs, I guess. That was Lost the, Pigs? <laughs> oh, wait, what was it called? Long pigs. Long <laughs> Lost pigs. That's Long great. Pigs. That should be our movie. Lost pigs. <laughs> Seven and a half. Seven and a half out of ten. Inches. I've said it before. It's on the list, so if you're a found footage fan, you should see it. So. Well, since I also saw it, I'm going to give it a seven and a half as, as well. The, the, the major, major issue with this film is, is how long it takes to convince these parents, especially given their intelligence level, that there's something seriously wrong, and that's that's its, that's its biggest flaw because yeah, things escalate too. But things escalate way too quickly. Yeah, I guess so. I think Christian, it, I think it's Christian, if your if your daughter put a frog in a vice and then they killed and hung the cat, would you would you be sending her yeah. to someone yeah. right away? Not video. Not oh, kids will be kids. <laughs> yeah, but he's a priest and he's weird. No denying that. And they're fighting. I don't she, know, was but anyway. she was hot. She was hot. She was hot. I agree. But yeah, anyway, right? yeah. We, we, seven and a half is good. Boom. All right. All right. I, I'm going to check it out, guys. I haven't seen it, but I will since you guys both came in. You know, that's a pretty good rating. So I'll have to check that out. I'm going to do one that Dave did a few shows back. And I'm going to get the right title. It's called Bornless Ones, not Boneless Ones. <laughs> Dave's ordering like boneless chicken wings or something like that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Bornless ones. <laughs> so a quick recap. With the help of her friends, Emily moves to a remote home to take better care of her brother, Zach, who is diagnosed with cerebral palsy. But what they don't know is that the house kept a terrifying secret that will haunt them one by one. And here are my notes for the film. Demons with braces look weird. <laughs> braces? Yes. Okay. There's a demon with braces and... Looked weird. They're eating chicken wings. What do you want? Uh, 
the real estate agent at the beginning made me laugh out loud. And, and it, it just is his, like he was very flamboyant, but his dialogue was fantastic. It was, it was just over the top. And I was laughing at everything he had to say. It was great. Uh, the girls are hot, really attractive. And we get to yeah. see hot tits and we get to see demon tits later on. So uh, those are both pluses. Uh, the acting is good <laughs> until about the second half of the movie. And the reason I say that is once shit starts hitting the fan, that's when the acting starts hitting the fan as well. Like it, it, it just goes down the shit tubes there. Um, I will say that the brother character having cerebral palsy gives the movie a bit more depth. Uh, now he's in the wheelchair, kind of out for the count, personality res, which could have been a huge setup for later on in the movie, and it could have delivered a really good scare, but they blow it. Like, they really blow it, because, of course, he's walking around a bit later, and they could have done some really cool things with that, but they they really just... What, what are you laughing about over there? Chuckles? I'm sorry. I, when you said cerebral palsy and out for the count, like, like that, that, that's his medical name. What does he have? Oh, he has uh, the old out for the count. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry oh, that was funny. Uh, and what I mean by that is just imagine like, you know, they've been wheeling him in the wheelchair or something like that. And you might hear some squeaks even though he couldn't really move anything let's say he gets the motor skills back in his hands first and so like they're downstairs and all of a sudden you like in the basement part and then all of a sudden you hear like the chair moving and they know he's the only one in the house and then all of a sudden you hear him getting up and walking i think that would have been freaky as shit but they just kind of do it so more matter-of-factly so i think they missed an opportunity there uh, they definitely could have ousted any of the CG effects that they put into the movie. They could have limited them altogether. There's no need for them in the movie. It didn't add anything to the movie. And for, of course, because they're horribly done, it takes away from the movie. So there's some Agreed. rapidly moving demons and some CGI smoke effects and whatever. You're just like, why? Because there's some great or very good practical gore. It yeah. definitely turns into Evil Dead, Dave. I think you did say that. Yeah. It definitely t- turns into Evil Dead just without the kinetic energy and camera work. And then when really, like, again, when the shit hits the fan, the dialogue gets really awkward. They start having casual conversations with one another as if nothing demonic and supernatural <laughs> is going on at all. You're kind of like, what the fuck is happening here? So, like, mm. like I'm talking about when that one guy, one-eyed, wonder-eyed brother or, or uh, one-eyed, wonder-eyed boyfriend, husband or whatever. He's just <laughs> talking to his wife as if nothing's happening. Like, his <laughs> eyes all out, whatever. Like, you're just like, what the fuck? They should be way more scared and hysterical at the end, but they're almost too calm. They're pulling fire pokers out of each other as if it's a daily occurrence. And one <laughs> of the lines is, no, Jesse, that's just the demon playing with your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then as Dave said, they use blood at the end as an adhesive. Yeah, cool, huh? <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about it until that scene came up. I'm like, oh yeah, Dave mentioned that. So I, I, I probably sounds like I'm coming in low, but the thing is the movie's actually kind of fun. So yeah. I gave it 6.5 out of 10. It's Same a quick watch. Quick oh. watch. It's It yeah. It has some gory now moments. I, now I got to watch it. Now I got to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Slight recommend. Yeah. N- nothing great, but definitely enjoyable and worth a watch. All right. My turn. 2017 film. Again, about a 70-minute runtime. This one's called Seven Witches. I believe all three of us have seen this. Yeah. As they're... As their big day approaches, Kate and Cody should be celebrating. Their families are there. They've rented an island for the big day, but unbeknownst to them, their wedding falls on the day when a 100-year-old curse comes to fruition. Instead of celebrating, they find themselves fighting for their lives as a coven of witches rise for revenge. All right, right off the bat, I'll say, I mean, 
this the film looks beautiful. Yes. I lo- I love the 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 opening sequence in black and white. Yeah. With the yep. witches being hunted down. And but were you not disappointed when it when it after that scene were you not a bit disappointed when it became when it went to color and current? Yeah, I almost would have preferred if it stayed like that. It would have yeah. really yeah. I I agree with you. Three things that I didn't like at the beginning, but I still was the score was a little weird at the very beginning. It was a little just simplistic and off. There was no gore, so they had the gunshots, but no nothing gory with it whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, they he unfortunately it looked great, but they relied too much on dissolves, and it just was the wrong editing choice. I, again, it's just a quibble on my thing. And just straight cuts would have worked so much better. They did these awkward dissolves, but don't let it get to you because the movie's much better than that. And the title card was great. Yes, it was. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is your review, Brandon, so I, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought you, I didn't know you were done. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm, I'm done. You're done. Okay, so we flip... Basic. Yeah. Cody and Katie. <laughs> they're pretending to be a couple. They've recently broken up, but they're pretending to be a couple because Katie's sister's Rose is getting married to Addie. And yes. Addie is Girls. from the Sklar family which is the weirdest group of family. They're all dressed like Salem witches. Like, th- when they immediately meet that family, I don't understand why why they're not like, okay, we got to get out of here. <laughs> How can you not sense that something is going wrong? Right. I mean, the, the saving grace for me for this film, I like the lead actress. I liked her a lot. I thought she was badass. And I loved the aunt. Oh, the aunt she was aunt. hilarious. Yeah, she had great. <laughs> yeah, the pot smoking. Yeah, great comedic cool. relief. She actually brought the movie back to reality for me because it was so far fetched and ridiculous, and she was acknowledging how ridiculous this was. Shit hits the fan. I mean, yeah, wasn't so- it weird how they all of a sudden came upon them? Like they were walking, and like somebody ran away, and somebody was following somebody else, and then five minutes later, they're all together having dinner together. It kind of came out of nowhere, and I'm not shitting on the movie because when my my score is is gonna is kind of high. So, but I thought they came together kind of quick, where I thought shit was gonna happen, and then five minutes later, they're all getting together to have dinner. I was like, oh, I thought they were gonna be the well, enemies. And that's no. and that's the problem with with the editing. The film is too short, so the transition scenes are a little jarring at times. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just jumps from scene to scene to scene, and you know. They're, they're making out, they're branding each other, and they're not really explaining enough about this curse, this ritual, what the heck is actually going on. You just have, what's his name, the brother, Henry, running around killing anybody who even looks <laughs> with a suspicious face. Except the movie stops dead for the orgy sequence. And what I mean by that yeah. is that, that scene. Threesome? Good yeah, stuff. That, it's good stuff, but it goes on though. so long. And everybody's like, yeah, Christian, why would you have a problem with it? I'm just saying... In comparison to the pacing and the rest of the movie, that scene True. just edits and dissolves and lingers and goes over there. You're just like, okay, okay, we we see what's going on. Get on with it. Get either more explicit or let's let's get on with it. Because, I mean, all of a sudden we're spending five minutes on this sequence. <laughs> yeah. The film needed more backstory as to why 100 years later these witches are exacting revenge why this family's been chosen what the whole end game is because you don't really get that i mean you get the shit hitting the fan at the ceremony and i love what takes place at the ceremony it's creepy and how how it makes sense because of the food 
you know, everything oh, that they, yeah. they were poisoning the food. And basically she was the only one who wasn't eating, basically. <laughs> right. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Basically. But then it gets crazy and there's good kills. Kate becomes, it becomes almost like you're next. She just like takes over and starts hunting and killing everyone. Some good gore too. Yeah. Some very good yep. gore. There's one thing. It's kind of a silly thing, but it, it, it seemed a little amateurish. It was like someone having to say the exposition of something that we already knew was happening. Like, obviously, this one person wasn't in on what was going on here. You could tell by this person's reaction to people dropping around her and, and, and what was happening. And then all of a sudden, she has to come out and say, this wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. I. Yeah. I had to write that down because it, yeah. it was so unnecessary. I don't like when they do that in movies. It's it's exposition for idiots. You don't need that. Obviously, she didn't. She wasn't in on this. Is her family? She didn't want that. To Wait happen. a second though. Did 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 you find the reaction of the sister a little weird? Because she's like, no. It actually it, it actually made sense because they never really developed the relationship between them enough. Okay. So it, it was yeah. it was so it was so shitty between them. They were always at each other's throat. That I actually kind of like the nonchalant throwaway like. Just okay. bleed, you know, or whatever she said to her. Yeah. But the, you know, to me, the the biggest flaw is that she doesn't get everyone in the end. She doesn't get the main guy, mm. who's still alive. So it's like, what were they going for? It's just just not enough detail into why this is happening. It's very straightforward. They could have said it with any backdrop. It didn't have to be witches. Yeah. It didn't have to be a witch story. This movie just could have been called Seven Assholes. Seven ass, <laughs> seven bleached assholes. <laughs> no, seriously, like if you think I, about it, you I could like take this story seven and put it with any premise. <laughs> yeah, but the witches, the revenge, Salem, the time, the way they're dressed. I mean, it, it fits in. I know? like it. I like the look of it. My grade is going to reflect highly because of the look of the film and and some of the performances. But in terms of story, it's super thin. It's basic. <laughs> it is no it really but, it really but is. i don't care i don't but, mind a basic story i don't mind it finished. either but it's 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 like i said it's a trend this year and it's like this could have been to me this could have been a really good film true I, it's, I'm with you. it's a good film but this could have been a right. really good film had there been more you know cohesive narrative more narrative for let, let alone cohesion it needed more time to be cohesive and it needed more narration to be more narrative <laughs> I think I put. I, I think I summed it up as saying it was just. It's a decent low budget flick. That's exactly it's, for it's low decent. budget. Yeah. It looks beautiful. For for any budget, it looks beautiful. So, I mean, I'm coming in kind of high. I don't even know if if this would reflect on upon a second viewing, but I gave it seven witches out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I did too. I did. I'm also seven. You know what? I said if we were going to do Jason Lloyd slash Watson reviews, I would probably go (laughs) 6.75. But since we don't do that on the show, I came in at 7 witches out of 10, too. Nice. (laughs) 7 witches, bitches. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Now, this is a movie I, I dove into. It's been a long time. It's the year of the slasher, so I had to do it. I've talked a lot of shit about this movie because a lot of times it shows up on top 20 lists, and I never understood why. And I, I watched it again, and it's just before dawn. And let me say this. I enjoyed the score. I Some of it is kind of so bad it's good, but it's set up like 
kids going to camp and, you know, a killer picking them off like a Friday the 13th. It's not the way I remembered it. It's, um, my, the issue is that there's very little gore and it's a guy with a giant steak knife almost or something. I don't know. I don't understand why he lets this one guy live when he's crawling across this, uh, there's a 40 foot drop and he has, they have to walk across this. I'll tell you what, I would not have walked across that thing between those two rocks. I don't care. You could call me a pussy. You can call me whatever you want. I would not have walked across that freaking thing when they had to have the, the rope below them and, and grabbing the rope on top. It's just not worth it to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but bottom line is there's a couple kills, but like I said, they're a little bit creative, I guess, but a lot of them are with like a giant steak knife looking thing. Um, you have all these extra people. You have a crazy Ralph type guy. You have another guy talking. Uh, he's talking about demons. It's not like I remembered it. Like I said, it's better than I remembered it. I still don't get the love. It's not a bad movie. I always talked about how they had the um, that guy crying in the in, in the last twenty minutes of the film. <laughs> this is the last the final... thirty seconds of the movie. Uh-oh, it's Derek's actually gonna, not... Derek's gonna have a field day with this with the crying. He loves no, no. to make fun for the crying. <laughs> well, the crying. Here's what he does. He is on the verge of tears for like the last fifteen minutes, and. We've spoken of this before. This is a feminist horror movie. Yeah, This is I, all about this girl. It's all about her. She makes a comment earlier. You know they're set up to be a final girl because she said she froze in the moment when something happened and she couldn't do anything. And, and then at the end, yeah. he ends up freezing. Yeah, and useless. The, dude, he's on the verge of tears. He only cries at the very end, but he's on the verge of tears like the last 15 minutes in the final chase of the tool. He is. I'm sorry. It, it's ridiculous. And... The way ultimately the girl gets this freaking killer is it's something to be that has to be seen to be believed. We'll just say she has I'm, one hell of a right hook. <laughs> it's like a wrestling move. Like mankind used to have this thing called the mandible claw. He would put the freaking his thumb underneath your chin and put his claw in your mouth and he'd knock people out. It's something like that, except he's not there's death going on here. It's 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 almost bizarre. But again, I'll say it again. It's not as bad as I thought it was. It was different than I remembered. I still don't know why it's on a top 20 or anything like that. It's an average, maybe a little bit above average slasher. It has a look of like a freaking a made for TV in a way type, type thing. Oh, but so anyway, I disagree there. I, I'd say it looks more like Friday the 13th, but it does have that dream filtery type look. That little wa- white wash on it. As well, Dream and I, I just want to add to you that you said the soundtrack you liked it, and again, Cliffhanger yeah. Part Two. This was remember I said Final Girls, and I said it bored from just before dawn, and I'm like, no, that we watched April Fool's Day. I'm like, right. oh no, it's April Fool's Day. It's actually a combination. I think it's April okay. Fool's Day just before dawn that with that whistly thing, yeah, and yeah. I think they, they use that for April Fool, or but, so that's like a cliffhanger resolution Part Two. For the the whistling was just the beginning. And it's cool, but there's other good stuff in the soundtrack here. I, I do enjoy the soundtrack. It's fine with it. You know, it, there's, there's even a couple creepy scenes. Um, it's weird because there's all this shit going on. It's creepy. And then a few hours later, she's dancing. She's all happy. And it's like, shit just went down. No, if it that was... stuff happened in the lake or by the waterfall, that happened by the waterfall, Yeah. I don't care who you are. No one's going to talk me out of going, I think it was just your imagination type thing. You know, you know what I'm talking about when she's making it with a guy and then... He disappears under the water, and then all of a sudden, yeah. 
yeah, st- shit starts happening, and, and it, mm-hmm. it's very. I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen the movie. Uh, oh, and then, oh, oh, the yeah, grab? yeah, and then oh, she gets, dude, and she goes back, it. she goes back to the shore. I would have been like, I'm out of here. Yeah, and then she yeah. get, she's okay later. Yeah, she's dancing. It's a groovy tune. I like that. She's dancing to some groovy tune around the fire. But if that would have happened, people get the fuck out. I don't care. I've that never seen the movie. The dude yeah. was way too far away. Okay, we, did, we didn't spoil it. it. We didn't spoil. But oh, I mean, no, I know. it's greatly, it's great shot, great night photography. Um, I say, would say, I agree. It's it's very slow, very slow paced. Has an opening kill. It's got Mel or the 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 lead from Sleepaway Camp. From Sleepaway Camp. Yes. He's he's the crazy <laughs> Ralph, and yes. uh, uh, it's more Deliverance than slasher movie. We call them bald. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it is royal. Uh, yeah, yeah, gender reversal at the end. It's totally, totally. From anyway, uh, yeah, stereotypical. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I'll be sorry. Six out of ten. Same here. Six out. Exact same review. All right. <laughs> um, Brandon hasn't seen it. Okay, cool. Check it out, Brandon. Six Nothing wrong with the movie. Nothing wrong with the movie. It's just it's slower. No. Uh, I mean, they could have easily upped the body count. Oh they yeah. Just don't or and the ones like Dick killed. They're a couple of good gore shots, but nothing crazy. Okay. Yeah, not, not just not enough. It's just this movie I don't think is going to make any of our top fifties, and that's yeah. that's what's perplexing about it. That I always see it high on lists, and I still don't know why. I don't think it's a piece of shit like I did before. Okay, cool. Okay, I'll go fast. I'll try to go fast on this next one here, guys. Uh, it's another two thousand seventeen. It's called Land of Smiles. Ah, so a rating, synops- yeah, rating is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quick synopsis: A young backpacker is lured through the a third party paradise of Thailand, searching for a kidnapped best friend, and unknowingly she becomes the object of a sociopath obsession. I don't know why it's a sociopath? I think they meant to put psychopath. <laughs> sociopath. <laughs> I didn't write that, but I I copied it. I think it's supposed to be psychopath. <laughs> a sociopath. Anyway. Uh, it's a pseudo found footage movie, the kind that kind of irks the shit out of me a little bit. So you get the main character. I think there's Penny Cam, there's Abby Cam, there's Killer Cam, there's another Traveler Cam, but yet they still film the movie like a regular movie in some cases when they don't have the found footage, and then it's just regular movie footage. The acting starts off okay. That goes down the shitter near the end again. Uh, the setting is great, tropical, but the movie is rather forgetful and fairly boring too nothing much happens the setup or the synopsis that i told you doesn't really get into the fact that it's just kind of poorly constructed it looks good i mean it's vivid colors and whatnot but uh it it's just kind of a by the numbers (laughs) by the numbers uh found footage-esque movie uh it, it plays on the premise that her friend's kidnapped we're seeing she's getting sent videos of them to play a game. She's got to keep having fun or a friend is going to be killed. And the people she's found and traveling with tell her, oh, no, she's not really kidnapped. There's all these viral videos out there of people pretending to be kidnapped to try to have your friend kind of like the game for real. Like the, the David Fincher movie that we kind of brought up earlier in the episode. So she's under the impression that it's a game. There's some Ooh. bad clown masks in it. I, I was disappointed. I told you guys to forget about it. I give it 4.5 out of 10. Oosh. Below average. All right. That's an avoid. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely an avoid. Yeah. All right. My next film, I believe all three of us have seen. It's a Shutter exclusive from this year called Lake Bodum or Bottom. 
stupid. Relax, Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Every camper's worst nightmare came true at Lake Bodum in 1960 when four teenagers were stabbed to death while sleeping in their tent. Now, this is based on an actual event, but what it does is it takes... Yeah, this, this actually happened, but what it does is it takes a new group of teenagers... And they're going to go out there to try and reconstruct and figure out what might have happened. The idea that four people were killed while sleeping in their tent seems so unlikely that there had to be other factors at play. And that's another trend I'm starting to notice this year. We had that with Johnny Frank Garrett, and now we have it with this. I don't know if there's any others, but those are the only two that are popping right off my head. I don't usually love it when they take actual events and then make fictitious stories around it. Because usually the actual event is more interesting than the fictitious stuff they add. The and sacrament. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you could say, you could say that. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I, I'll totally agree. Too. I like the sacrament, but 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 yeah, in a way, I'd rather watch a documentary on Jonestown. Right and that's just the same way I feel about this. Although this is well done, because again, another short slasher film, probably about eighty minutes long, and there's actually two good twists in this. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not going to spoil anything. So the storyline is after they showed footage from the 1960s, we fast forward to modern time, and there's this tattoo guy named Elias and his sort of kind of dorkier friend, Ate, who invite these two girls, Ida and Nora, to go camping at Lake Bodum. They don't know it at the time, and uh, they're going to reconstruct the events to try to figure out what happened. Now, Elias just really wants to get with one of the girls, Nora, and Ida was an interesting character that they set up as like this sort of rejected from her family. Her family was very religious, and the father was yelling at her. Something had happened. You got, you knew right away that something had happened, yeah. and they were really mad at her, which gets explained later on in the film. We called her a whore. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Well, they're a whore, and, and yeah. I, I didn't get it at first, and then when right. they explained the issues, you know, the girls don't realize they're going to this actual location. They just think they're going camping. They right. think they're going to a cabin, actually. To a cabin, and there's yeah. not even a cabin. Yeah, there's not even a cabin. <laughs> they're just sleeping outside. You know, I don't want to get into the, the twists and turns. You know, once, no, we, no. once they reach there, and, you know, they start camping, things happen, a couple of them hook up, thing, shit hits the fan, people start dying. Twists are revealed, then other twists are revealed, then some creepy images are seen. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in this film. What do you guys think? I haven't seen it. Oh, you didn't see it? Oh, damn. Oh, well, you you know what? I started it because I was traveling. I started it late last night and I fell asleep. So I've watched the first 20 minutes and I was really into it. But because of the subtitles, I think it just, uh, I was reading it. I was late. I fell asleep and I didn't get a chance to finish it today. Okay, well you will finish it definitely. Yeah, yeah it's 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 a it's a good slasher. Oh yeah, it's a good slasher. I I get why they had the scene with Ida and her family at the beginning, but it was so overly done that I thought it was going to play more of a role in the film, and it could have because it's obviously fictitious from this point. Nora being her best friend kind of seemed they didn't really seem to click. It was weird. I know. I don't even want to say anything because I want. Don't, to, don't yeah, even. I'm not even gonna say anything because I. But 
you know, check it, it out, B. It makes sense. It makes sense that her family was that way because that then she is more prone. She's being rejected at school and she's being rejected at home. So that makes her more prone to fall into whoever's arms is ready to take her. There you go. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Good. Good. Good call. Good call. See, I got it. And Dude, good, and good twist. Good twist. This reminds me of. Um, remember last year I was ranting and raving about um, Scare Campaign, how it had a twist upon the twist, and how yeah. much I enjoyed it, and how, how if I watch it a second time, I might not enjoy it as much. I'm not saying that's the same thing here, but because of the way a twist happened and, and another reveal happened, there was like three reveals in the matter of like half hour, and they were all really cool and dead on. And I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I, I, love, I love it when she says... Um, when you said those three beautiful words and what that actually led to in that. And uh, I think there's a little bit of unintentional comedy when the first yeah, kid goes yeah. down. Now that, that's great. That's great, actually. Yeah. Oh, it is great, isn't it? And then the, when the one kid goes down, the other kid comes up to him and he goes, we need a stretcher, he says. <laughs> Who the <laughs> hell would say that? They're in the middle of the woods. A kid's down in a bloody mess. And, his, and the other guy goes, we need a stretcher. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, there's, there's some creepy stuff. Uh, the, the glued oh, mouths. Dude. The glued mouths. Creepy. Oh, yes, yes. Creepy. So cool. My major issue is with the final twist, not enough depth there in terms of story behind it. I have no issues with this film. I know what I I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think a lot of people will because it doesn't have to be right. because then you're tying into something that you really can't do. You can't draw fiction back into nonfiction. Yes, I'm trying, but I'm trying to be cryptic without just, without giving anything to Christian. Did you, so. did you see Pet? Yes. Last year. Okay, I think that people were going to have a problem with that thing, what happened at the very end, and some did, some didn't. I think that this is actually more plausible than Pet. That's all, and I had Pet on my top ten. That's all I'm saying. I I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I to me it's plausible enough. I'm cool with it, and I loved the soundtrack. I loved the score. It had a great score. Yeah. A good old. You know, a slasher film with a good score, some real good shots. Um, that tense scene underwater I thought was awesome when they had to yes. go underwater for that. Yes. Dude, and you know me in the water and the suffocating, I was fucking in there. And then what happened when they came out, everything. And, and again, suffocating. Yeah, drowning, suffocating, <laughs> trapped under ice. Trapped under ice! Um, yeah, fucked up. Yeah, now this this would have been a, a, a good feature review for us because... Yeah, but there's only so much you can say with the spoilers. Oh, yeah. Right yeah, this would have been a much heavier spoiler yes. section than non-spoiler. Because once you get yep. to, again, it's you know it's an 80-minute film. Once you get to the ha- halfway mark, yep. shit hits the fan, and it's one reveal, twist, reveal, twist after another. It's good stuff, man. It is, it is good. Solid stuff. Definitely a recommend. I'm not, again, I, I like I said, I'm not a, the biggest fan of fictitious stories on actual events, but this is still an entertaining film on its own. Uh, seven out of ten for me. Fuck. Eight out of f- eight. <laughs> eight out of five? <laughs> You're about to say eight point five, but you said eight out of five. <laughs> Again, eight point five. I fucking really like this film. Wow. Okay. I think it's great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it didn't blow me away, but it it was good. My favorite film I watched over the last two weeks straight up so okay and i have now watched officially 51 films from 2017 what what What? i'm getting up there though this is gonna be my best year in a long time no question i'm only at 30 
I'm fucking flying. Okay, speaking of flying. I think I'm beating you, Brandon. Holy shit. I know. What's up, what's up, what's up? Okay, my next film, Madman. Somebody just rewatched it. It was one of you two, right? I reviewed it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay, I watched it again. Uh, I've seen it several times, but it's the year of the slasher. Gotta say, like I've said every time I've seen it, I love the opening, the title card, and the freaking ring, and the credit, and doom, 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 doom. The soundtrack, the look of it, great stuff. I like the foreshadowing, like you mentioned last time, going around the fire. Also, that thing, it's a ridiculous song that goes on way too long for any campfire thing. That dude's a little bit fucking weird, that TP. Um, I like how they get right into the mythology of him. I still think it's ridiculous how he throws a rock and somehow it goes all the way freaking into there. Uh, but... Whatever, there is some good in this movie, and the good in this movie really is the kills and some of the shots. Everything else that goes on, not so much. A little bit too basic. A little bit too... Richie, everybody Richie. Gets, Richie walks around because for he four sees hours. Freaking Mad Man Mark <laughs> in a small space for four hours. Right, right? That's ridiculous. And each person that gets killed in this movie, one person goes out looking for Richie, gets killed. The other person goes out looking for the guy that was looking for Richie, gets killed. <laughs> a couple goes out looking, walking around. That's all they do in this movie is yeah. walk around looking for each other and get whacked. It's, yeah. There's more walking around in this movie than there's freaking the two towers. It's just too much walking around. There are some good kills. There are some good kills. They, they use that celery stalk uh, sound effect a couple times for, for the neck snap and the thing. Do you ever take a, a stalk of celery and in half? That's it. <laughs> and what? You know, you know that noise, you know, when you look in half. <laughs> anyway, there are some good kills. There's just too much downtime and too much walking around. I understand some of the kills are decent and that it was lost for a while. Again, just like just before dawn, I don't know why it shows up on those lists. Another movie, it's a six out of ten. Uh, six out of ten's not bad. No, no, it's not bad. It's just. It's not gonna I make said my I was going to watch it again. I, I gave it, it a seven, and I'm not sure if it'll make, make, my, make my top 50. It could. I'm not sure where 50 falls, especially with North American. We'll see. We will see. All right, see what you got. Okay. My next one's another 2017. I think you guys covered it way earlier in the year. Uh, it's one of my favorite watches in a long time, and it's Don't Hang Up. Uh, and, again, quick synopsis, an evening of drunken prank calls becomes a nightmare for a pair of teenagers when a mysterious stranger turns their own game against them with deadly consequences. Uh, the kids admittedly are annoying, damn annoying, but they kind of have to be for the setup. I mean, they're pranksters. So right away when they're pranking and doing these videos, I kind of hate them right from the get-go. Then they kind of focus on one of one of the guys and they kind of make you like them. So they, they do that well. They make you, because otherwise there'd be, you just want, want them to die from the get-go. Now, his friend's a bit of a jerk. Somehow, because maybe they're good good actors or decent actors and the director's good, uh, they somehow make you care for these kids a little bit more so. So you care about the shit that they're going through throughout the movie. Uh, the, the production value on this is great. And at the end of the day, the killer comes across very jigsaw-like. Yes, except it doesn't make any sense, speaking of the word sense, that he could do all that stuff. That was my beef with the yeah, film. You said that, and you told me. You said a little no too convenient. Plausibility, you got to throw that out. It's all about internet. Yeah. It's like eagle eye. You know, being able to get in everything. He's got into his computer. He's able to watch him. He's able to project stuff uh, onto the TV. Yes, there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief, 
but we've done it for movies before that I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. I'm just saying I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and I came in at 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Seven for me. I don't remember where I was, but it's, it's, it's right around there. I think it might've been seven or something or six and a half or seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just had a and problem with the I, plausibility. I think I had it at an eight, but I'm like, maybe, you know, on the first watch, I'm coming in a little too high. I'm, I'm comfortable at 7.5. That's still a really strong rating, but I'll definitely be checking this one out again. I, I really enjoyed it. I feel like I'm going to have to go to you guys for rewatches towards the year end. If the train continues like this, cause I'm given a lot of sixes and sevens this year. I just haven't been blown away by that many films. But still early. Right now. All right, cool. All right. All right. So another 2017 film. Speaking of basic, Lake Alice. Holy fuck. The Thomas family goes out to their cabin in the woods to celebrate Christmas together with their daughter and her boyfriend. But their first Christmas together may be their last. This is as generic. This is as generic as as a film can possibly get. Nah, it's not. Just keep listening to me, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, I mean... No, no, no. I'm, I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying this because of this particular film. I'm talking about one of the films I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. I mean, the, the film opens up with a girl coming out of a bar, and, you know, she uh, she's cheating on her boyfriend with this guy, and somebody's watching her from a, from, from a distance. You could see that she drops her keys while going to her car, Someone grabs her and drags her away, screaming. Generic opening. Then we flash forward to the parents, the Thomas parents. They're taking their daughter and her daughter's boyfriend to their vacation home. Now, for some reason, the minute they get into town, the police are just harassing them nonstop. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, the sheriff and the deputies are pulling them over every three seconds, and everybody's giving them dirty looks. I don't know what's. I don't know what this family did. You really don't ever really find out. They make one comment at one point that the lead female character, the daughter Sarah, had some sort of past. Yet the way she acts in this film is too wholesome to to ever even believe she had a past. They don't connect at all. She makes it sound like yeah. she slept with half the town, and then, yeah, and then uh, nothing happened. It's it's got the acting. The acting is was not decent. Bad. Yeah, the acting. I, I yeah. like these characters. I like Sarah, and it turns out to be her fiance because he does propose to her, and she says yes. I like them. The kid who plays the jealous ex, um, Tyler. His name is Brando Eaton in real life. He was actually in. Was he in Dexter? Yes, he was in Dexter. They were all they were all good. I even yeah, they that. Were... I said okay acting is the highlight of a dull melodramatic fifty minute setup with an absolute sloppy final act. A terribly sloppy final act. Yeah. Pretty generic kills. There is one pretty cool kill, but I called it no, a turd. It... I said it was a turd of a home invasion flick. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. Wow. Oh, they, I I thought it was horrible. Oh, I thought it was wow. horrible because it's all it's all set up. For no reason. So that what you find is all this characterization, all this acting, all this black story is nothing. It's yeah, because there's, there's facade for nothing. Because all that backstory is pretty decent, but there's no depth to it when yeah. it really when the ultimate reveals are are made. And that's what I liked about it. And I know that sounds weird, but <laughs> because it went someplace that was typical, it was it went someplace so typical. That nobody would expect that to happen this day and age. But so it, it because makes, they took it makes that no route, sense. 
I don't remember if it made sense or not. I just remember what happened. I was like, huh, you never see things like that in movies anymore where it's the butler did it. You never see that where you think that it's going to go. They always go twist, turn, this happens, this happens. This time, it didn't. So no, for this, that reason, oh, this one I had multiple okay. twists. This one had multiple twists, just generic, stupid twists. But they this ended one up had going... three, three different twists in it. All of them were just absolutely stupid and ridiculous, and most of them were predictable. And the last one didn't even make any sense. The last one having to do with, with a camcorder that is stolen from them, and then they try oh. to make this movie a little found footage for for a while. It's a dull film too. Like, it's very even if, dull. Even if Dave is making it sound like there's something to it. It's way too dull to endure. We're trying to warn you out there. Maybe I'm coming in the lowest. This is, I don't even know if I like this better than Slasher.com. I came in at a 3.5 out of 10. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's a bad movie. It, it's a bad movie. The reason why I'm coming in where I'm about to come in is because after I got done watching it again, another short film, it's, it's everything we've been watching is like under 90 minutes long. So it's, it, 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 it was over quickly. I was just like, wow, generic turd. Indifferent to it, just a five out of ten. I I gave it a six. I didn't Whoa. Hate it. Whoa. I was, okay. I was okay with it. You know, not that much. I I feel like I feel like a five is really high. I really do. I mean, Christian's probably the most on track here. It really is just a bad film. It really is. Okay. It really is. I mean the acting, I, I feel bad for these guys because I, admittedly, if I was making a low or no budget movie, I would want these people in my movie. They gave it their all, so I feel bad for that. But it felt like the writer had just disdain. It just felt like oh, we'll throw something together, uh, and and it was flatly directed, and yeah. then it was just generic. Like all the twists were just like you said, Brandon, generic. Yeah, yeah. These actors. I mean, I was looking up some of them that that looked familiar, but these actors all have careers and are working. The acting is is the best part of the film. And that's yeah. probably why I come in a little bit higher and give it a five because they were game to make a good film, but they had nothing to work with here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's horrible. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, let me talk about generic. Okay. <laughs> okay. 2017. This movie is called dead awake. I absolutely had to watch this movie. And uh, the reason I had to watch this movie more than anything is because Jocelyn Donahue's in it. Yes. I love her. You know, I love her too. <laughs> and I'll tell you, if she wasn't on the screen, I would not have finished the movie. Although I always finish, and basically after about an hour... That's Dave, is, my man. He always finishes. Uh, it's that damn straight. I always finish. That's right. I do always finish. And it, it, here's what I figured out what to mouth, do. But... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, I don't, if I can't do a one and a half speed... All I do is I keep the movie on, and I jump on our Facebook group page, or I message these two fucking guys, or something. <laughs> I just start. That's what I do. If it's nighttime and that's what I do, that means I've checked out of the movie and I don't want to turn it off because I don't turn movies off. So I'll give it a half-ass pay attention and I'll do. It. And after less than an hour of this, that's sadly what I had to do. Uh, oh. I'll give you the. Um, I'll give you the synopsis. A young woman must save herself and her friends from an ancient evil that stalks its victims through the real-life phenomenon of sleep paralysis. So, this movie begins, she actually plays twin sisters. And they're a bit estranged. <laughs> and one of them has, uh, um, uh, one of them has had some problems. Sleep paralysis is what this is all about, much like we talked about when we did the uh, 
the dark tapes, I believe, they tried to talk about sleep paralysis. The big problem with this is she is great. Having her on the screen, she looks good. She, uh, she's relatable. Jocelyn Donahue is good. Um, there's a real cool shot, actually, when she has sleep paralysis and a spider drops from the ceiling on its web and she can't do anything and it lands right on her freaking eyeball. And yeah. a tear comes by. I'm like, wow, that's freaking spooky. You know, I like that. Um, their name, Beth and Kate are the sisters. Um, one of them dies pretty quickly into the film, and then you just look with the one sister. And before she dies, she's talking about this and that. Basically, they're trying to turn sleep paralysis into a demon. And at the beginning of this movie, it's their birthday. So when these estranged sisters come together, it's a group of friends. And there's a boyfriend of the one girl, and, and, and it's a little group of friends. To sum it up, though, I'm going to make this really quick because it's so freaking generic, generic in capital letters, everything about it becomes generic. And the worst part is they try to explain sleep sleep paralysis as an evil force, a demon or something, which I could understand if it affected one person or maybe twin sisters or maybe it was in a house or something. But this group of friends, all of them, after this girl who has sleep paralysis and gets killed by it, all of a sudden, this thing is stalking all of them. So how does that make any sense? You don't just have a Freddy Krueger with no connection just for no reason. But you that's what have... they did try to explain it. It's not, I'm not saying they did it well, but they did try to explain it. Did you see this, Brandon, as well? I turned it off. <laughs> well, I guess and... I'm, gonna, I'm not coming in high, but it sounds like I enjoyed this more than both of you guys. This is... She was great. I said another solid performance by her. Great production values again. It's wacky. It's a wacky script. Like it it's wants to be Nightmare on Elm Street. I go, the problem with it is they use the word hag every two seconds. Oh, I, I, I said they, I go, the pro, they want to make it too confusing. I said they, they confuse it with twin sisters, loony scientists and doctors, the, the repeated use of the word hag to describe the monster and a muddled ending that doesn't make any sense. But I go, but it's quick yep. to watch. And it was but silly enough. How does enough. it make sense? I said, it doesn't make any sense. Okay. okay. I said, but it's it's a quick watch, and it was silly enough to provide some entertainment. Like It just pissed me off. Yeah, I I, I could see that. I mean, that's what I thought. Why? Was... Why? If you could give me something, why her friend and her sister and her, and her, 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 her sister's boyfriend and everybody in their group of friends who never had any problem with sleep paralysis in their life are all suddenly... Sleep paralysis isn't a demon. Why would it just pick them out? I just, it made no sense. There was nothing tying them together except that they were friends. There was no reason for this to happen. For her to get killed, yes. But if one, if you could come up with me and say, oh, no, 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 no. They were linked together because of so-and-so with this. And something happened in their past. But unless I blinked and missed something, I saw no explanation. That's why it made no sense. That's what bothered me. Well, they were linked because of, so I think if you interrupt the process... It, it latches onto you. That's how the boyfriend gets it or, or, or whatever. After this one sister gets it, they're connected. And then the boyfriend gets it very weak, very muddled. That's what I'm saying. Cause then you've got that other friend that thinks her husband's cheating on her and all that. Then right. you got the two doctors, like all of a sudden they're traveling places. Like scenes were created to add running time to this movie. And like they go travel to that guy that hasn't been sleeping for a year, he only has months left to live, that type of thing. Then that other doctor says he hasn't been sleeping. He tries to put himself out for only two minutes. I thought they were at least trying to do something, but the problem was logic got in the way, <laughs> and 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 then they, they gave out. up. Yeah, I, and I guess I thought 
I don't know why I could accept this because at least they were trying. I don't know. Whereas like Lake Alice, I didn't even think they were trying. It just felt like, ah, who cares? We'll just, this is the reason it's, this is the reason why the killer is coming after them. Uh, and, <laughs> and that's how I feel about game. this. Yeah. That's how I feel about this. I it's couldn't funny. accept it. I, I checked out. I'm like, why are you trying to say that everyone in the world that has sea paralysis really has a demon coming in? Then why aren't they all dying? It's just, and everything was generic about it. Every friggin' thing. It was nothing we haven't seen before in anything. It was just, I won't say, I'm telling you right now, it's a four out of 10 for me and I'm done with it. <laughs> I gave it 5.5. All right, I'm definitely not going back to watch it. No. Once Dave told me, fuck that movie, I was like, okay, I'm not even, I'm turning it off. Yeah, even even Jocelyn couldn't save it. It's good to see her anytime. Boy, I don't know why she doesn't get more work, but whatever. All right, all right, all right. All right, I'm going to go to Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. So the <laughs> Cannibal movies are up and at them on, uh, on Shudder. So I watch both Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferrix, or Make Them Die Slowly. Me too. Me too. And I'm going to go through both of these together. Why not? Do it. Let's, let's yeah, fly. It's a good way to do it. So Cannibal Holocaust, for those that you may not know, during uh, during a rescue mission into the Amazon rainforest, a professor stumbles across lost film shot by a missing documentary crew. First thing I'm going to say is I love the way this story unfolds or is told. I love how they introduce the documentary crew and then it, and then it stops and then suddenly you're with this professor and he's going and, and he has to get a team to go in to find out what happens and then hits his adventures or misadventures of what happens there and he gets the film and then it goes back and then the last act or the, the last half of the movie is the presentation of of the film with missing yeah. reels missing sound and everything else uh uh being played back and and this one woman really wants to think it's going to be the documentary of the century until she sees all the footage and realizes that who is the real cannibal? <laughs> uh, very that, heavy-handed message great. movie. It's, no, but it's it's, it's, but it's great. relevant. It's relevant today. It is Even, relevant. True. No, I said, I said it's shockingly, the shocking part of this is it's still effective today. I said it's heavy-handed, though, because you get it without him having right. to say the last line at the end of the movie. We get right. it. We but get I it. Love, but I love the last line being said, juxtaposed in front of the Twin Towers. Creepy oh. as oh. fuck. I yeah, mean, obviously, yeah. they didn't know. Right. But <laughs> the fact that it worked, that it that this happened, like, that's absolutely terrifying. I, I think this film's a fucking masterpiece. It's, I, I my, said, it's, my, it's, my, it's my favorite video nasty. Well, I oh. said it's just way ahead of its time. Way ahead. It's way, of its, way ahead of its time, but it's not something that I could just watch over and over. I, I said this was the second time watch. Maybe third. Too. I, I, I bought it. Again, I had to buy it through a video. Not a video nasty, but like a video company because you couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find it anywhere in Canada. So I had to order it through like midnight video in the States. Got my my VHS tape sent to me, and I watched it. And I remember going like I felt dirty watching it when I was like a teenager, and I I think I watched it twice. I'm like, yep, and then it was shelved, and, and then I only watched it again because it popped up and Shutter, and I'm like, I'm gonna see this movie again, and it's jaw dropping. It is still it, shocking as yeah. hell. But the way it, it's told is fantastic. Found footage mixed with like yeah. real. Oh, it, it's really really well done. Which is more to, uh, more than I can say for Cannibal Furrox, which yeah. is which is yeah. cashing in. 
Yeah. So the directors, I think, had a running... I don't know if it was a running feud, so to speak, but who came up with the first Cannibal movie? Who came, who made the best? Well, obviously, Cannibal Holocaust is the better movie. No, yeah, no it's, the, it's the like score, the ultimate, ultimate the Cannibal movie. Oh, my God. And, and the score is amazing, too. Cannibal Furix is kind of like... I wrote this. Okay, first off, the, sub, the, the synopsis of that is three friends out to dispro- disprove cannibalism... <laughs> <laughs> two men on the run who tortured and enslaved the cannibal tribe to find emeralds and are now and now the tribe's out for revenge. And I feel like this movie just played off of quote unquote the success of Cannibal Holocaust, but decides to up the ante by being like a best of cannibal movie with, you know, more severed dicks, more impaled tits, gut munching to fill ten oh, movies. It's wow, stupid as shit, but it, it's watchable. I mean, it, it's, it's entertaining it's as hell. Really I actually really like it. Yeah, but but Cannibal Holocaust is a film yeah. with so much depth to it that you could do, we could do a two-hour review on that. I yeah, love that. Absolutely, film. absolutely. Cannibal Furix is the entertainment film. Yeah. Uh, except for, and I know Dave, you have a problem with this. Except for both movies have real animal death footage oh, that awful. will instantly turn off animal lover view. And, I, and a lot I of viewers. hate it too. I absolutely yeah, hate, it. I told, hate it. I even told Dave that that. Holocaust would be just as effective a film without the kills. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's true. I've always heard the stories that the actual tribesmen, all the animals that were killed were actually eaten. So, I mean, I don't want to be a hypocrite as, as a meat eater. If you told me I could only eat meat if I'm willing to kill it, I would be a vegetarian. Because I, I know personally I couldn't kill, cu- couldn't kill an animal. I just couldn't do it. Not now, no, because you're in the society you're in. But if, you, if it's all you knew, you obviously could. Yeah. Too. And that's why I'm justifying because you know they at least ate the animals, but it's still it's still hard to see the muskrat. No, scene. it's 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 very tough to watch. No reason to film it. And I gotta tell you, I was honestly shocked at how much of it was in Cannibal Ferox as well. I didn't think there was gonna be just as much, if not fucking more, with the turtle again. And this one they beheaded. I was get the fuck. I yeah. was so. I haven't seen this Ferox since. When I was a kid, I saw Make Them Die Slowly, and all I took from it was they chopped the guy's dick off. That's all I ever remembered of that movie. <laughs> Uh, Cannibal true, Holocaust, though, yeah. the first... The pale yeah, tits, too. The pale tits were horrible. Oh, my God. I, I almost put that on my fucking best of kill list. That's how amazing yeah. I thought that was. It looked amazing. I and think it the, was the best the, kill. Yeah, then the other girl, the like, I hope she dies soon. Yeah. Right, right. Make them die slowly. There you go. Right. And, and the impalement of the person in part one. It's just an... You don't oh see it. Oh, my God. It's an after yeah. effect, but it's an amazing effect. But I will tell you this. Ferox, I think, is, is gorier and has better kills overall. I'm well, not that, it's a that was movie. the goal. The goal. I, I don't know. I think Cannibal Holocaust. It's a gory movie because again, whack off more dicks. dicks it looks good. Impale more tits. Uh, and and yeah, whatever it. Yeah. Again, I watched that one again once or twice. I bought bought them both from that midnight video. So again, watched it way back when and only revisited it now. I still think the the rape kills and the ritualistic oh, murder 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 rape scene in Holocaust are are probably more shocking than anything I in Ferox, even though Ferox is, does, might have better gore or more gore. It does. And, and, but by, by my problem with Holocaust, besides the animal shit, is that these people are deplorable. And it That's bums the me point. out. That's bums the point. Me. Yes, but people always say, who do you root for in these fucking movies? If I can't relate to any of the characters, who am I supposed to be into? Who am I invested in? That's my problem with this fucking movie is that everybody on that fucking screen, I hate them. 
that and it bums me out to watch the movie and to see when they burn those people's house down for no reason. Yeah, and that, and that was a non things. that was a non cannibal tribe. So that's who you really relate to first because they were a non cannibal tribe. They weren't a cannibal tribe. The cannibal tribes came later. The ones they burned down were non cannibals. I know. I understand that. It's just I can't relate to these fucking people out there. That it's just I'm not against them. I just. How can I root for them when they have no dialogue and they're just innocent victims and they rebel? I understand why they do. It's common sense they're going to do that. But there's just – when I'm watching the film, I just get sickened by the people that burn the house down and then fucking the guy fucks the girl in front of it. What an, I get so angry watching these deplorable fucking acts in this film that I, I just – it just and I don't think that it's all – that great like the dialogue and shit it's like watching an early fucking argeno giallo which i can't never give any of those movies a 10 out of 10 i can give it eight out of 10 tops i, I think it's just I comically think every, yeah. bad some of that dialogue i think everything that's said everything that's done the, the expressions of these people on their faces the way the camera always has to be rolling the way they transition from acting shocked to acting deplorable it's just there's so much there the media, the media stuff, the, the media stuff is huge for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, there's so much, I, I, I can't find anything wrong with the film. No, I'm going to be honest. Cannibal Holocaust is a 10 out of 10. It's a 10 Cannibal out of 10 Ferox for me too. Is a seven out of 10. They're both watchable movies. Uh, Cannibal Ferox is the entertainment movie. <laughs> Again, uh, I, I put those in air quotes. Uh, it depends on your, on your taste in film. Uh, it, it's the best of, but yeah. Cannibal Holocaust is more to say and already did it and did it best. It's not a movie I can watch a lot, but yeah. from a sheer experience, it's hard hitting horror 10 out of 10. Okay. So yeah. So I watched Cannibal Holocaust twice now, both for podcasts, both to talk about them. I'm not going to watch it again. I can't relate to anything. It bugs me out. Uh, it's some people watch Megan is missing or girl next door or something or something. And it, it makes them feel a certain way that they don't want to watch it again. Some uh, uh, what's that movie? Freaking uh, Serbian or other disturbing sure. movies? I can watch all those things, and I'm not saying that they're not disturbing, but I can watch them again. This movie, I don't want to watch it again. Now I'm not rating it low because of that. I still think that there's there's something to take away here. I just have no desire to see it again. But I will give Cannibal Holocaust eight out of ten. I will give uh, Fair Rock six and a half. That's that. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I think. Cannibal Holocaust is brilliant. I love the way they they showcase the lack of evolution of the human species. In fact, showcasing how we might be worse as a species today. Because back then, at least, we were doing these things for survival, whereas today we're doing it for fame and for materialistic possessions. I, I think it's a perfect film. I give it a 10 out of 10. And Ferox, I enjoy. This is going to be a little bit of a high grade, but I give it an eight out of ten. I just, I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's got good kills. I shouldn't say fun. It's still got some disturbing <laughs> stuff to it, but, but you know, I get what they were going for. That was the more, the more entertaining sort of shocking cannibal film. So ten and eight, and I believe that puts uh, Holocaust in the Hall of Fame. Oh my gosh, you're right. Ten, ten, and eight. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I really feel it deserves it. I'm really happy it's there. Not me. (laughs) But it's fair is fair. It's 28. It's in. (laughs) I like the girl in Ferox, the blonde chick. I totally like her. She's cool. And who do who do you think ate that guy's dick better, her or the (laughs) cannibal? 
You sick bastard. Yeah. All right. Move along. Move along. We okay. <laughs> All righty. Okay. Talk about a fucking mess, but a somewhat entertaining and absurd mess. Next film is a 2017 film called The Evil Within. I can't wait to hear what you say about this film. Okay, this I don't even know what I'm going to say because, <laughs> again, this is a film you could talk eight hours about because it took 15 years to make. It was directed by Andrew Getty, who is the grandson of J. Paul Getty, the oil tycoon. So he threw $4 million of his own dollars into this, and it took 15 years to complete. They actually started in 2002, finished shooting the film in 2008. He died in 2015. What? And then his friend, yeah, and then his friend, the editor, finished and released it this year. So this, didn't you guys notice that Sean Patrick Flannery and Dina Meyer and Frederick Kohler looked extremely young for a 2017 film? Dina Meyer always looks young. Dina Meyer always looks the same. But but Mm. this, this is all. This was a long time ago. They they finished wrapping on this almost ten years ago. So it's this this tale of a lonely mentally handicapped boy who befriends his reflection in an antique mirror. This demonic creature orders him to go on a murderous rampage to kill the people he loves most. Okay, it's got a good cast. I'll I'll say that. The absolute star of this film is Frederick Kohler, who plays Dennis. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He's, He's from Oz. I originally saw him back in Oz. He played Schillinger's son, one of his sons. And I actually saw him play a similar role to this on The Mentalist. And he's a terrific actor. I wish he would do more, or I wish I'd see more that he's done. But uh, So the story basically sets up that Sean Patrick Flannery is, plays its character, John. He is caring for his mentally handicapped brother, Dennis. He wants to sell the house and put him in a home. So in order to make the house more appealing... He brings in this nicer furniture and stuff to spruce up the place. And one of the things he brings in is this old, like, antique mirror, which ultimately sets up the story where Dennis starts talking to his reflection and starts seeing a demon. Shit hits the fan. The demon orders him to start killing. It starts out small. Neighbors cats. Then it escalates quickly, killing kids. Then it escalates to killing loved ones. Yeah, then it goes batshit crazy in the third act, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's bat, it's bat, it's honestly, it's batshit crazy the the whole way. This, uh, honestly, this filmmaker had no idea what he was doing in terms of making a film, <laughs> but overall, it just comes off as entertaining from the the carnival dream sequence at the beginning, yeah. the absolute absurdity of the ending with the puppet show and and Amazing. everything in between. It's like they didn't know what they were doing. They oh, were really? I think they were just putting their thoughts that were in their head. This is based on the director's childhood. He used to have these nightmares, and he used to think that it was somebody else putting these nightmares in his head. And I, That's cool, and I get that. But the third act makes total sense, and it's something you never see. As soon as the evil within becomes the evil in the outside world, shit goes down that actually would happen. It's almost like an ending, and I can't spoil anything, but you get what I'm saying. Something happens, and all of a sudden, the evil takes over and does whatever the fuck it wants and terrorizes everybody. It's amazing. No, yeah, no, that it. part about it makes sense, but then wow. there's supernatural stuff that's absolutely ridiculous, you know, like like 
spider people and stuff. And... Yeah, but it's it doesn't matter. Anything can happen. It's freaking it's Satan taking over. Christian, did you watch this one? No, no, I'm, I really want to see it now. Actually, I kind of like. Oh, really it's, it's it's definitely worth watching. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. It's worth watching, but it's an absolute mess. But it's it's the love project of this director, and I appreciate that. I I do. I feel like it's it's a mess. It's all over the place. Wow, I think you have two acts that are like you would see in any film, and in the third act, something completely unexpected happens, and it goes batshit crazy. And I I love that for it. And I'm not coming in crazy high, but to I, me, to me, I, the, I enjoy it. the scene. The the biggest issue with the film isn't even necessarily the the scenes with the demons or with Dennis. It's actually the scenes with. Um, Sean Patrick Flannery's character and even his girlfriend's character because when they're alone they're experiencing almost this nightmare world that they're living in the way Dennis would they don't recognize anyone they're not seeing yeah, any that's of their the play. third act and that's for a reason that's what I'm telling you that's what's great no, about but it, it. it does it's not shot right it doesn't it it seems like they're in an alternate world and it doesn't make sense for these two characters <laughs> they are in an alternate world they're not an alternate world <laughs> the evil comes out. So all of a sudden, and I don't want to spoil anything, so no, I can't say. No, it. I know what you're saying, but it's still in our world. Yeah, our world is is now his world. <laughs> Let me leave it at that. It succeeds. It says when I come out, guess what? Shit's hitting the fan, and it's fucking over. Since you're not doing this for me, I'm gonna come out, and it's fucking. How can I say it without spoiling? It's like um, uh, the end of Rosemary's Baby, so to speak. But we don't get to see what happens. We just see the baby. I but, don't but, know. Boom! This has know. happened. The world's never going to be the same again. It goes batshit crazy. I, I didn't. I didn't get that grand. Evil of a prevails. Scope. The I guy like... says it to him. He says, I... "If you can't get the job right, I'm going to come out there once I'm strong enough, and once I'm out there, the fucking world is mine. I'm taking it over, and that's what goes down. Because he looks in the mirror, and all of a sudden he's gone. So his evil out thing, Michael Berryman, so to speak, fucking comes out in the world. The, the, the ending of this movie is like the ending of. I can't. I wish I. I'm, I can't pull it off. Like the witch or something. It's something where this happens at the end, and I, I, I'm probably spoiling way too much. And we should talk about it off air. The CG. The CGI is pretty. It's bad. silly. I know, and that, yeah. that 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 that's a deterrent. That, yeah. That, um. I know. I know. Yeah. See, I didn't get that grand scope. I know the demon speaks to that, but I feel like this was Dennis's specific haunting. Even though well, he speaks yeah. of taking over the world, I didn't feel like it. It, it was. I just felt like it was sloppy direction sloppy writing you know the scene with running into the the bookstore guy just at, at a random cafe it's almost like it's not real know. none of it's real they're in their own private hell in, in, in a manner of speaking if that's real if that yeah. if what you just said is true then you just fucking blew me and my mind yeah dude see that's what i, I do because <laughs> <laughs> the fuck I like I don't know now. Now I'm, I might have to watch it again. I'm that's not, why I'm I wanted not... someone else to watch it. If I see you not... now, I, 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 it seems like I know more than you. That's the funny part. I well, the crazy <laughs> thing is, you asked me about the interpretation of the ending. You asked me about the interpretation of the last scene, and that totally makes sense. The the, the role reversal, the switch. Well, what can we say? Let's grade it and move on. We can't get into it deep. It's too bad. Yeah, I mean, I still, <laughs> I still enjoyed it for what it's what for what it was. I mean, I, I still give it a seven out of ten. And I'm seven and a half, so. Okay, so we're not that far yeah. off. Yeah, I'm not blowing it too hard because there are a little bit of issues. And the there's, there's technical filmmaking mistakes. Christian right. will 
Christian will probably really point those out, but he should watch it because it, it's still an entertaining film. Yeah, no, yeah. It, so- it sounds like something I uh, would be interested in for sure. It, it's wacky. Dude. It's wacky. It's wacky. You know, yeah. I was be- I was actually between somewhere between a six and a seven on this film, but you know, I came in on the higher end just because Dave was <laughs> Dave was blowing my mind. <laughs> nice. Okay, all right, let's get into (laughs) (laughs) What am I into now? Wolves at the Door. Okay. This is basically, this is based on a true story. This is basically, 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 basically. Yeah, I'm I'm basic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) God. Um, This is the Manson murders. This is the Tate LeBlanca murders played out. It's set up, how can I say this? This, if, if the movie The Strangers would have never been made... This movie would be higher up. It's set up well. You don't actually see the killers. They're in the background. Wow. Um, they're stalking. And it's not... I heard someone else review this on a podcast and say that they felt that it was, um, you know, exploitive. I don't feel it was exploited because they say right off the bat, this is based on a true story. And it's all the same names. Uh, it, it's it, Katie Cassidy plays Sharon. You know, Sharon Tate. Um, the, the other girl plays uh, Abigail Folger, goes by the name of Abby. The people that were killed in, in that evening, you know, Katie Cassidy, beautiful as always, pregnant, playing pregnant Sharon Tate, you know. Um, and it's that whole setup of everything that transpired that night. There's a little bit of a setup in the beginning where you see some break-ins in, in some other places in the Hollywood Hills, but you know what this movie is. And it's all the same names they're being stalked it's 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 to the T what you know if you know a lot about the Manson case and and the testimony from uh the guy that was in the guest house that didn't survive that did survive but couldn't hear because he had headphones on that whole story and the way we hear everything else on the police side the way it went down this is how it goes and I again I don't think it's exploitive because there's something that you don't want to see if you know about the case and you know about Sharon Tate and being pregnant and everything else. It's something, it gets towards the end, you're like, I really hope they're not going to go down this road. And they don't go down that road. But they give you enough, and they give you enough creep, and it's set up right. Then all of a sudden, at the end, they start showing Charlie, the real Charlie, you know, pictures, this is what happened, the summer of love ended here, and they talked about the people. So they set it up as a true story. You know what they're talking about if you know the story, and at the end they confirm it. Charles Manson and his gang did the, and of course you don't see Charlie because newsflash, Charlie wasn't there. <laughs> Charlie didn't kill any of these people that he's incarcerated for. He was on his farm, Charlie's farm. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but you don't see Tex Watson or someone that's resembling. You see, I don't want to say faceless, but you just see these generic-looking, long-haired, dirty, dirtyish people you know looking like they're, they're up to no good and stalking them and setting it up right and it's done good you actually care about the characters yes it's a little sad because you know it's a true story but this is why i complain about a movie like what the hell the uh excrement the sacrament the sacrament took a story and freaking didn't pay anything to anybody ripped it off did their thing and said nothing about nothing this movie came out said this is a true story bada boom bada bing bada boom set it up and then show the stuff at the end as to what it was. But it was done well. It was shot well. Production values are good. The invaders toying with them. That's why I said it's kind of like a little bit like the strangers. You see the invaders toying with them throughout. There's creepy stalking shots. It, it, it takes a while to get a clear shot of the killers at all. you know. But they do everything that they did. There's, there's actually one really good jump scare. 
and there's a real badass standing scene. Yeah, it's seven out of ten. Wolves at the door. I say check it out. Cool, man. I didn't yeah. know that. That's what it was about. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But I'd you heard, would know. I'd heard bad things about it, but I enjoyed it. What was your grade again? Seven. Seven. Beautiful. All right, guys. Uh, my last one will be Havenhurst. Now, I thought someone did this earlier in the year. I did, yeah. It was you. Okay. Brandon, did you see this one? I have not. Okay. Quick synopsis, quick update. A troubled woman, troubled young woman, takes up residence in a gothic apartment building where she must confront a terrifying evil. Very generic description. <laughs> yeah. Um, ultimately, Julie Benz from like Rambo, Dexter, and other things, uh, who's hot. Uh, she is coming I, I, now unless I'm mistaken it seems like it's almost like a halfway house and ultimately as long as um, as long as you lead a good life you can stay till the day you die I think is what what they're told and if you don't you get evicted right <laughs> so yep. uh, she's a recovering alcoholic who honestly grabs a whiskey bottle faster than Brandon grabs a like, homeless man's cock uh, as soon as shit that starts hitting fast? the fan. Yeah. <laughs> like, Holy I mean, shit. honestly, I think she's like, yeah, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And then uh, things start getting weird at the hotel. And she's like eyeballing a whiskey bottle like right away. <laughs> she grabs it and she <laughs> starts pouring herself stiff drinks right away. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. the movie again, another movie. There's a lot of these movies that I, mean, I guess I'm expecting the production value to be nothing. But this has great production values. It looks good. The acting is decent enough for the film. But it, the movie itself is telling a rather tall tale. And it ultimately is just kind of a bland, bland execution. There's one really good practical gore scene. It's really good. But that's it. If In case, David, you forgot. David, oh my gosh. Dave, you forgot. There's like all those secret compartments in the building. Supposedly, it's basically... H.H. Yeah. yeah, it's loosely based on like H.H. Like that guy that said he killed 200 people H. in H. Chicago. Holmes. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. And loosely based on that. And so there's all these secret compartments. In fact, in one case, she finds one so easily by taking, I think it's a flashlight and hitting the top of like... Uh, uh, a light switch, and then all of a sudden this whole new room opens up, and there's these two guys going around evicting people, killing them on on behalf of uh, morality, and I guess keeping the, the mom happy or the, the landlady happy. I don't know. I wish it offered a little bit more. I gave it a 6 out of 10. So did I. 6 out of 10. I, that's what I was looking right now. I was looking for my rating. Yep. I reviewed wow. that on Bloody Bits, I think, too. We didn't really That's blow uh, blow the listeners away with too much uh, high praise on these films tonight. Well, sorry. I mean, and it, some people may come in lower or like. I mean, okay, it's kind of a cop out to say lower or higher. I mean, everybody's subject. Everything's subjective, and everybody has different. Yeah, games. they'll probably either come uh, come in lower or higher yeah. or the same. Thank That's you. my guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was explaining yeah, it, you fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Before you quit fucking cracking wise, cracking wise. And then right. the R and R's. That's it for tonight. Yeah, but we went. Uh, we still had some more, but we can't. We can only go so long here because we have something else we want to do. We want to do our top twenties. Another top twenty list, ladies and gentlemen. There was an article written, and we saw this article and decided to do one of our own. And this article was basically the top twenty 
movies, horror movies of the millennium. And when we're all done, I'm just going to rifle that guy's off really quick just to do it. But we're going to do ours now. We have our 20 movies from the year 2000 to present day. We're counting our movies down. We're each doing 20. So, yeah. And you're that's going what we're first. Doing. <laughs> I'm going first, damn it. That's are right. We, no are we just rattling all 20 off in a row? No, no. We'll do like last time, 20 to 10. And then, you know. 20 to 11. Yeah, 20 to 11. Correct. So, yes, uh, I'm going to give my uh, honorable oh, mentions after. Is 40 honorable mentions? No, no. no. <laughs> I, I have five. I have five. And the reason two of them are there is because. Are they officially horror movies? I don't know. I'm going by the B's description. But anyway, I'm going to go with my 20. And mine are pretty much... I tried to put them... They're basic. Well, they're basic, yeah. I I tried to put them in the best order I could Where how I really felt about them. Number one is definitely number one. It's the movies that I rated 10, the movies that I rated 9.5 and and 9. Everything on this movie is a 9 and higher. And let me say, there's another 20-plus movies that I would rate a 9 or higher. I agree. Or, or nine. Yeah. So oh, it, easily. Easily. Yeah. Another tough list to make. It, there's been this, this really proves what we said time and time again on the show, how, how we're in a peak period and how there's been so many great horror movies in the 2000s. It's just, it's ridiculous. So, but without further ado, let me go 20 to 11. Number 20, A Tale of Two Sisters. Number 19, The Loved Ones. Number 18, the Descent. Number 17, Trick or Treat. Number 16, Krampus. Number 15, Lords of Salem. Number 14, Hostel. Number 13, The Devil's Candy. Number 12, The Black Coat's Daughter. And number 11, The Mist. There you go. What do you guys think? Interesting. I like it, man. And there's some similarities for sure. Yeah? Cool. Some, yeah. Any surprises? Did I surprise you with any? You know what? Uh, the fact that you had the loved ones and Devil's Candy and Krampus and Trick or Treat, because those are the same direct, like, well, the same directors for Devil's Candy and Loved Ones, same director for Krampus and, and Trick or Treat, no. uh, both being in the top, in that top uh, 11 to 20 was interesting. Not surprising, yes. just. Interesting. And I did it again with a third director, but we haven't gotten that far yet. But yeah, I, I thought about that too after. I was like, wow, interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Who's next? I think Brandon. I went, I went first the last time. I'll go second. I just had to adjust my list because I can't believe I left a film off that Dave said. Ah. Oh, shoot. I'll give my honorable mention that got bumped off later. Okay, number 20, The Grudge. Number 19, May. Number 18, The Final Girls. Number 17, Frailty. Number 16, The Conjuring. Number 15, Shaun of the Dead. Number 14, The Witch. Number 13, What We Do in the Shadows. Number 12, Let the Right One In. And number 11, February. Nice. Nice. Can't believe, can't believe that film totally <laughs> skipped my mind. Which one? February. Oh, you left it off? Yeah. I left it off. And just because I remembered it doesn't mean it was going to go to 20. I fucking love that movie. How did I forget about that? Wow. Wow. All right. 
man, oh man, some similarities. But I think it's going to be interesting when we when we see the whole top twenty list. But okay, good list, B. Thank you. Yeah, right on. My number twenty again. A couple of honorable mentions. There's a ton more uh, nine out of tens, and I think yeah. some of those you know over time could shuffle and and make it in while others sort of get weeded out. My ratings may change over time. Like we, you know, I think sometimes a movie grows on you. Sometimes you go back and you're like, yeah, it didn't win me over as much. And, and we do it. But as of right now, this is where it stands. My number 20 is Hostel. My number 19 is The Final Girls. My number 18 is House of a Thousand Corpses. My number 17 is Insidio- Insidious. My number 16 is Splinter. My, another wow. fi- my number 15 is House of the Devil. I'm going to make a lot of enemies there, Uh, but it's there. Uh, My number 14 is The Mist. My number 13 is The Devil's Rejects. My number 12 is 28 Days Later. And my number 11 is American Psycho. Nice. Nice. That is my top 11 of 20. Oh, I've just heard each of you guys like mention two movies that I completely spaced on. That, oh, um, I left uh, some of the uh, ones Christian mentioned. A lot of the ones Christian just mentioned, I left off my list, and that just shows how good right it was. Exactly. I left a bunch of those films intentionally because I'm like, all right, what's gonna make the cut? I'm like, which ones do I prefer to watch? That's literally right. what it came down to. I, I don't feel bad for not no. having them on my list. They, they probably, I probably still would have left them off, but they're still like nine out of tens anyway. So they're just like I, I spaced. I spaced on American Psycho. I spaced on Frailty with you. I spaced on a couple. You know mm-hmm. that that to me those are nine out of ten films. Like I, nothing's yeah. really surprised me. The Grudge surprised me with you, and that was and you know I'm a fan of the Grudge. I'm just surprised that it landed on your list at all. But nothing else that I've heard. I think maybe one Christian you said surprised me. And I forgot what it was already because House you know. of the Devil. No, no, a lot of people love House of the I Devil. Blew it. What is uh, you know what I'll tell you what Winter. I I bumped uh, I bumped Crimson Peak. One of my my number one of last year. I bumped it off. Ah, wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, you didn't have you didn't have goosebumps on there yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get into the keep top cracking 10. wise. Keep cracking wise. <laughs> keep on cracking. Okay. Here's my ten. Number ten, the Neon Demon. Number nine, Martyrs. Number eight, House of a Thousand Corpses. Number seven. It follows. Number six, Wreck. Number five, Saw. Number four, Let the Right One In. Number three, Juan the Grudge. Hmm. Number two, Bone Tomahawk. Number one, of course, The Witch. Nice. 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 <laughs> All right. My top ten. Number ten. Another shocking pick. It was my number one of 2002. I haven't heard anybody say they've seen it since, but Inner Senses. Oh, fuck. Number nine, Trick or Treat. Number eight, The Orphanage. Number seven, Neon Demon. Number six, The Invitation. Number five, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Number four, Pan's Labyrinth. Number three, The Battery. Number two, Martyrs. And number one, Saw. Nice. Fucking Saw. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Nice, man. Love it. 
That's nice. great. The, nice. the battery kind of surprised me. Wow, wow. Fucking nice. love the battery. Oh, it, it's good stuff, definitely. Fuck, so many good movies. Yeah. Man. Like the Neon Demon I bumped <laughs> off. my. I'll just tell you right now, it's not on my top 20. Wow. Yeah. Then, yeah. then yours is by far the worst. No. Listeners, vote. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, it won't be. Hey, did you, by the way, you listened to Watson's uh, Best of Last Year, eh? Yeah. His show? His, unless I forgot, the Neon Demon was not even mentioned. No. He doesn't like that film. I, I think I remember him no. saying he didn't even think it was horror. To each, to his, each own. his own. Exactly. Do? He's wrong. Anyway. To eat his own? To eat his own, yeah. <laughs> Don't eat little what? I also tell you this. <laughs> Don't even eat little uh, if, if you're wondering where the ring <laughs> and the grudge are, it's because I rated them only 8s out of 10s. So I have no Asian horror on my list at all. I've yet to see huh. Pulse. I've not seen Pulse. Everybody loves Pulse that movie. Pulse is good. Pulse is good. Uh, it's not as good as Shudder, though. Anyway, well, that's I like Dark Water. Number Dark 10, The Witch. All Number right. 9, Trick or Treat. Number 8, Inside. Number 7, High Tension. We go. Number 6, <laughs> February. Number 5, The Loved Ones. Number nice. 4, The Conjuring. Number 3, Shaun of the Dead. Number 2, Saw. And number one, Martyrs. Nice. nice. We, we reversed our one and, yeah. one and twos. Yeah. yeah, look at that. And we all had Saw pretty fucking high. I almost thought about putting Martyrs at number one, but I enjoy watching Saw over and over more. And Shaun of the Dead, I bet, is your runner-up, right, Dave? Because you weren't sure or no? No, I didn't. Not that I have an issue with Shaun of the Dead at all. But the, the five I have written, now remember, it's just top-of-the-head type shit. There's two that were actually on the list that I actually bumped because I went back and forth. And the reason I bumped them is because are they 100% horror? It's an IMDb thing where the B says no. So I left them off. And those two are I saw The Devil and Battle Royale. Battle Royale, pardon me. Yeah, I saw The Devil was tough to leave off. Yeah, Battle That's Royale. That's a great movie, man. Yeah. Those, my, my, my favorite Asian movies straight up are fucking I Saw The Devil, Battle Royale, Tale of Two Sisters, and Jew on the Grudge. No question, those four movies. So they're, they're and all for, right there. And for me, while I like Rob Zombie films, I had no problem leaving Devil and House off. They're in that next slot, like right behind these. I left off films like Drag Me to Hell. I left off It Follows. I left off The Mist. And yeah. I left off uh, Black Swan, which I fucking love. Yeah. I never think about Black Swan. Yeah. It's, that's a good I, one. I like it too. Because it, it's not traditional horror, but it, it is. Yeah. It could still easily fit in the in a oh and and cabin in the woods and the Baba Duke for honorable so, mentions. Cabin in the woods, I gave like an eight out of ten. The grudge, yeah, the I ring, mean, yeah. I gave eight out of ten. I love them. I really good movies. I just yeah. they weren't at that nine above. Like the ones that the three that I'll mention that I bumped off was fifty one fifty Elm's Way. It was on my Canadian list. Man, I gotta Man, see this. Film. I gotta watch and, that. And, yeah, and, we gotta watch it. And funny enough, yeah. some people don't even consider it horror, and I don't. I disagree with that altogether. Uh, and then Wreck, I bumped off, and the others, I, I like. I give that a nine out of yeah, ten. Yeah, see, the others, you, I, I've actually only seen the others once in theaters, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. That's one I really need to go back and revisit. That's probably I don't dislike it like you like The Descent, but that's probably the film that I need to go back and rewatch. Because that shows up on like every list, the others. And so does the Ooh. descent. If if you, there's one thing you yes. can count on on any 
Millennium list would be that the Descent is on there as one of the best, and it's not on my list. So yeah, I've got and none of us. None of us had the twenty eight movies either. The twenty eight movies. Either. I did twenty eight days later. Did you? Was my number twelve. Oh shit! I didn't okay. hear that either. That's weird. I, wow. I didn't, <laughs> or, I'm not a huge guy. Yeah, it was the the Devil's Rejects twenty eight days later and American Psycho. Okay, okay. maybe it just went fast. So I just. Yeah, that's weird. I'm not a big oh. zombie guy. So uh, check it out. The other three I have written down here, and I don't know why. Like when I'm hearing some of your guys' choices, all these are 9 out of 10 movies to me. But for whatever reason, these are the three movies I had written down besides those two Asian ones that were actually on the list at one time. Listen to this. Maniac, the remake, of course. Yep. Session 9, Session 9, and Absentia. Those three were the ones I thought of. Absentia? You know, you know what's, you know what's yeah. funny? You know, it's funny. I forgot to tell you what the the movie was that I bumped off, but the movie I bumped off that was originally number 20 before I put February on the list was the Maniac remake. Wow. Yeah. Uh, But also films like The Host, Kill List, uh, The the Strangers, Sinister, all films I enjoy. I'm not necessarily sure they would have made, you know, the list. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's good shit. Yeah, it's fun. Wolf Creek. Yeah, those are all eight out of tens. Like, yeah, I, I love they're them all, all solid. Yeah, Most of them, yeah, solid I agree. Films. Maybe eight point yeah. five for Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek grew on me. The first time I watched it, I was like, eh. I was kind of dismissive of it, and I went back and I'm like, no, nah, this is good stuff. And I like the sequel okay. quite a bit. Even a I'm Serbian. Go- I'm going to read the article. I'm going to read the article quick. I'm just going to run them down. No bullshit. This is the sure. film that started it all. IndieWire.com. This is what the guy says: the 20 best horror movies of the 21st century. And here's what he has: number 20, The Descent. Uh, boy, okay. Number 19, The Mist. Okay. 18, Cabin in the Woods. 17, Wreck. So these are all movies we discussed. 16, You're Next. That was a little surprising. Your Next page. is great. Your Next is, I, I would say, is 8, 8.5, but it, it didn't make my list, obviously. I have no problem with Your Next. I just wouldn't imagine it being a top 20 uh, of the millennium. That's all. I mean, I, I like it. I just, boom. Okay. 15, The Human Centipede, first sequence. <laughs> wow. I, I like The Human Centipede. I, I give that an 8 out of 10, but yeah, uh, hey, whatever. Hey. Uh, 14, The Others. There you go. I don't hear a lot about it. That's weird. 13, The Witch. Okay, got to be there. 12, The Strangers. 11, Hostel. Okay. I'll tell you, The Strangers, I got to rewatch it. Like, I watched it. Once or twice, I thought it was good, but so many people blow it. I'm like, what am I missing here? Number 10, Get Out. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's yeah. so new. I didn't include anything from this year. Yeah, I did Devil's Candy. How could I not? I gave it a 9.5. To leave it off the list would be preposterous for me. So I had to put it there, you know? Preposterous. Yeah. Nine, The Orphanage. Eight, The Babadook. Seven, It Follows. Duck. Six, Let the Right One In. There you go. Did everybody have like the right one in or, or no? No, I didn't yep. have it on. Okay, I all right. Know, I, just... I, I, lo- I love that movie too. I like Let Me In too. I think it's, it's me too. A, it's a it's a remake that is on par with the original. Yeah. Okay, number five, Shaun of the Dead. Number four, Antichrist. Wow. That's overrated, in my opinion. I agree. It's good. Number three, Inside. Number two, The Loved Ones. Number one, 28 days later. <laughs> wow. Interesting list. So who was that? IndieWire.com. That, that's, uh, it's written by two people, David Elric and Eric Cohn. David Zed? 
Yeah, David Zed. <laughs> nice. So what yeah, movies were on all of our lists? And Get Saw. Out Get Out could easily make it at some point. Maybe the Devil's Candy. I didn't like I said, I, I kinda well, even though I'm talking about what was released this year. I didn't include anything from this year. Yeah. Because I went strictly by rating, I kinda had to. So Yeah, I mean I gave Devil's Candy a nine, but I'm still not a hundred percent convinced yet. Fair enough. Okay. I'm going to do a drawing. Here it is. Somebody's getting a prize. Number generator between 1 and 52. So I'm going to hit the number now. I hope it's me. I hope it's me. Number 35. Did you hear that? Did you hear it? It said 35. No. Brandon was too busy cracking wise again. Damn it. (laughs) The thing actually said it. I put the sound on and it said 35 when it came up. Make it stop at 35. So, uh... Let me go and see what I have. One, two, three, four. Yeah, that goes to 20. Old school. Oh, good. Yeah, 21, 22, 23, 24. We're getting tired. Oh, look at this. Canada. Jim at Toronto. Jim at Toronto. From Canada. Yep, great show. Very informative with great laughs. Laughs. Now, now, give, me a prize. A, <laughs> now give me a prize already. I remember that said. one. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> After the shame segment and the prize talk and everything, and he gets it. Ah, that's amazing. He did it just for the prize. <laughs> Christian, do you know him? No, no, no. He wrote that review a while ago. No, he do you know it? him though? Like, yeah, because I know everybody in from Toronto. Canada. Can you oh, just drop Canadian? it off? Can you just drop it off at his house? When are the nukes gonna hit you guys? <laughs> Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Well, Jim. Jim from Toronto, get a hold of us. I got a bunch of shit for you here. <laughs> Literally a bunch of shit. No, this is the best prize pack ever. I can tell you that. Because I got activity one like and two came in. Who did one and two? One and two paranormal activity. They came in. <laughs> Jim, they finally arrived. Jim, I'll tell you right now, it is coming from the states. Even though it's Buffalo, Dave emailed me a DVD when we first started the show when we we're going to do the Clive Barker episode, episode five, and I think it took about a week longer than he expected to. So don't be worried if it doesn't come quickly, even though it's just from freaking an hour away, it literally could take two, three weeks for you to get it. And Jim, just because like Christian says, your package might not come quickly. Mine always will. (laughs) Oh, I think we just lost a couple of listeners. I think I lost a bunch of listeners tonight. We wonder why we get two-star ratings with these fucking jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, another long show, another good time, and whatever, man. You want to give us ratings? Give us ratings, you know? Preferably, this is not begging, but preferably five-star ratings. But, again, if you're going to leave any rating, whether it be one-star, two, three, four, five, Leave a review with it. Right. Tell us why. Don't hide mm-hmm. behind the one star. Tell us why we suck. Specifically why Brandon Solocast sucked. <laughs> <laughs> every message, every show, praising my Solocast. This is crazy. Because people feel suck. sorry for you. They hear it in your voice. <laughs> exact amount Number the- four. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff I could have read from the support that we got, speaking of that whole thing. And I didn't, but a lot a lot of support. Maybe next show I'll drop a couple things. But people like to leave reviews because they enjoy the show, you know, and we enjoy having you guys listen. So we're going to keep on doing it. So let me do a little pimping. Exploding Heads Horror 
podcast at gmail.com. That's our email. Give us a ring, 702-625-2224. Again, HorrorPack, horrorpack.com, slash go, slash exploding heads. Join the Facebook group. Lots of reasons why. We do a lot of stuff on there. Exploding Heads Horror Podcast on Instagram. Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast on Horror Amino. Don't forget about horrorphilia.com. Thank you, Jason Lloyd. Don't forget legionpodcast.com. Thank you, Bo. Please promote us. Please retweet, share, put us on Facebook. The whole nine yards. EH Horror Podcast on Twitter. Boom! Show 38. Done. Hope you guys liked it. What are we doing next show? Anal. We... Replacing Christian. Did you say anal? <laughs> yes. Anal? Oh, yeah. if you beat your asshole, maybe. Maybe somebody will be into it. Uh, I'm getting in there with the toothbrush. Like I said, clean, <laughs> cleaning old grout. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, we don't know what we're doing next show. Maybe there'll be a vote. Maybe there won't. Maybe there'll be one movie. Maybe there'll be an old and new. Maybe there'll be a franchise thing if we ever start doing those. Don't know. But whatever. It'll probably be a marathon as usual. So, but whatever. We have fun. We're tired. We don't give a shit. We're getting ready to go to bed. And uh, anybody have any parting words before we say goodbye? Yeah. Fuck in the I'm kidding. I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. Leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. See ya.